happy gloomy Saturday, everybody. Yeah, it's it's that weird over here. It's the weird sort of Florida thing where it literally storms for like I I, I should have counted it, but it really felt like eight minutes at most. And now it's like it's still gloomy outside, but now it's like it's not storming, but it probably will storm again in like ten minutes. So yeah, that's what we're uh, looking over here in New York too, man. It's uh, it's windy. It's like overcast. I'm ready. As soon as I woke up, I was like, oh man, today's a Final Fantasy fourteen kind of day. But I got a tournament prepared for, so ain't gonna happen for a little bit. Be, be honest though, every day's a Final Fantasy fourteen day for you. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the schedule every day. It's on the mind right. waves all the time. Uh, exactly. Let me see. Let me check the audio stuff and. Um, if you want to handle any other back-end stuff, and then we can get started. Yeah, yeah. Right, Just cool. putting uh, a thumbnail together, and then... Yeah, but, I mean, we can start after you're done. Um, yeah, let us know how we sound before we get started here. No Walt, so... Oh, man. All right, we sound good. We're good. Thankfully, uh, the online class isn't. It doesn't sound like it's impeding. So, probably just like a Zoom call or something. It takes like less bit frame stuff like that. So yeah, we yeah, sound let's good. Get, let's get started before <laughs> before any weird shenanigans does happen, though. True. True. All right. Cool. So, guys, welcome to the 69th episode of the Dual Shock in the Sense podcast. I am your host, Soul. Connoisseur of anime waifu is joined by we have uh, only two thirds of the usual suspects today. We have Macho here. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. What's going on, everybody? It's the King of Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy Fanatic. Uh, it's uh, it's been one hell of a week, man. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, but... I don't. I know it was a surprise that you know we're we're not having the other person in the podcast today, uh, Mister Mister Seal, <laughs> Mister Walt the Seal. Or, or, where are you, buddy? Yeah. He's on Puerto Rican time right now. <laughs> maybe maybe if you make uh, that noise a little louder, then it will, it will summon him. It'll be it'll be a call. You, like a, you like might a bat signal in Gotham. <laughs> you might wake up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, no. I'm, it's it's um. I, first of all, I want to apologize for being late, man. I was trying to get oh, some Duncan before the podcast, and then uh, I, I kid you not, man. The line was like stupid long for the drive-through. It's like, all right, I'm just gonna go like actually in the store, my pajamas, go look all looking all raggedy and yeah. not not presentable. I'll say, and I go and order my stuff. <laughs> Get my hash browns. I get my my fancy matcha tea, right? Uh, I count. I really I didn't get my fiance's Boston cream donut that she wanted. Oh no! So I had to drive back, and I was like, "Fuck! I can't go back to the to to our place and not bring the donut." It's just a no. You don't do that, guys. You bring the donut. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, sure. I I went back. Uh, had trouble finding a parking spot, and uh, eventually got the donut. But man, I was just like, dude, why now? God's testing me, <laughs> but uh, I'm overall I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It was um, it was a, it was a week full of surprises and epiphanies, and I feel excited. So I'm ready to do, I'm ready to do this podcast and uh, talk about what's been going on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, before we start, I want to remind everyone to go ahead and like the podcast, share it out, uh, get the get the good word, the good news of <laughs> the Dual Shock and Sons <laughs> podcast out there. 
uh we would greatly appreciate that um so yeah man let's let's get started with uh talking about some of the games or the things that we've been doing the past week um macho something absolutely incredible happened this past week hmm. uh do tell uh, and so I, so as you know i've been i've been you know pro- this this year i've been discovering my my dc sort of uh you know love right i've been ever since ever since the batman uh matt reeves batman i've been you know i went to the to all three arkham games um i've been re watching the nolan movies been watching a lot of animated stuff uh really fell in love with the the harley quinn animated series um yeah and then just recently started watching the dc animated universe stuff with uh flashpoint and then the apocalypse war and now i'm watching son of batman um but then probably my favorite out of all these things that i've been watching is young justice yes sir and uh it just out of nowhere uh season four dropped on amazon prime wow um, <laughs> yeah like it was it was it was weird because like uh so yeah like i'm, I'm making my way through son of batman right now and uh which which is great because i didn't i didn't know you know that uh he actually has like that damien is is actually talia's kid i didn't know that oh yeah uh, so, yeah so that was a cool that was a cool little revelation for me uh but that stuff aside so yeah like i was just on amazon prime like about to go and watch watch the rest of that movie and then i see like right next to that movie is young justice uh phantoms and like what? Like I, I was totally because <laughs> I was totally of the of the expectation that I was gonna have to go to HBO Max to to finish you know the rest of Young Justice. Lo and behold, it finally came over to Amazon Prime. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck yes! Dude. Like literally just right on time after finishing uh, the Umbrella Academy and um, whatever other show that I was watching. Oh, and the boys, obviously. After those, like I'm like I was in need of something else to watch, man. So it's literally dropped at the perfect time. And I don't know if you've watched Phantoms already. No, not? not yet, no. So what's really interesting about this season, um in in comparison to the past Young Justice seasons, is that the way that this is structured is in little like individual arcs with, you know, the main crew. So, uh, each, each of the main crew has like little four episode, um, like story arcs. Um, so instead of, instead of like, well, uh, this could change by the end of the season, but so far the impression I get is instead of one, uh, overarching like bad guy or baddie or whatever, um, I forget who, so like, I, uh, uh, if I remember correctly, so like the first season of Young Justice was like dealing with the light and Vandal Savage, I believe. Yeah. That maybe yeah. that maybe season two or something. I don't know. Uh, but then I think season two was all about the Reach, right? Um, and like Jaime Reyes and and all that stuff with the Reach and the Scarab and and all that stuff. That that's literally like the plot for like the entire season. With Phantom specifically, it's like okay, the first four episodes is Miss Martian and Superboy's arc. Um, it's, it's about them in their, and their wedding. And it's, it's literally just focused on those two characters and Beast Boy as they're off in, in Mars, uh, dealing with their wedding and like all this shit is going down on Mars and, uh, Martian Manhunter is involved over there as well. Um, and you get to meet a lot of the, the Martians and, um, Miss Martian's family as well. Um, you know, there's some villains unique over to that area, right? So that's, that's arc one. 
and then I don't I I think arc two is Zatanna, so it's like all about her. So like the next five episodes is specifically like Zatanna focused. Oh nice, I, that's funny. Yeah. I, when we watching the first season, I just came across Zatanna too. I was wondering if she was coming back. Yeah, because she was really, and it's weird because like there was like some romantic stuff going on between her and Robin, and then like after that, like, yeah. yeah, she's barely in the show again. Yeah, because he was digging her in the first season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I was, I was too. She was a cool character. Yeah, yeah, she's um, dope. Yeah, so is so I, that made me really happy that you know she she's like it feel like she it feels like she's like a, a main integral part of, of the the season again. Um, yeah, so like I believe the next arc is uh, Zatanna's arc, but then like Artemis has an arc that's solely focused on her for like four or five five episodes. Uh, Nightwing has one as well. Uh, uh, Rocket, I who I'm not like too familiar at all. I feel like we've barely gotten screen time with her, but she has an arc as well. Um, of course, nice. Calder has one. Um, and I believe that's it because yeah, like I said, it's like the main like original like Young Justice group from like season one plus like Rocket. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask so, about yeah. Aqualad too because I'm I know he has some influence in like later seasons, but I'm not I don't know like the full extent of it. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I said Calder, so. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So. See, I forgot his first his real name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta start yeah, watching so, it again. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, he has one as well, of course. Um, so yeah, I just think it's a really interesting uh, structure for this season that it's not like an over. I mean, maybe it could be by the end of of this entire season there maybe there's like one big bad that they have to f all come together to fight. But it's really interesting that it's like it's taking you know these characters and like kind of separating them and having them deal with their own problems. Like it's like standalone, almost like comics for each of these characters that take four to five episodes to finish. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's I think it's really really interesting, um, and like I don't know. Like so far, because I'm only three episodes in, and so far, like the vibe of the season feels like I don't want to say eerie, but like I'm on the edge of my seat. Like not not in well in a good way because like it's it's really really good, but in a way of like I'm I just I don't feel like good like I'm, I, I'm more than ever I'm feeling that something bad is really gonna happen this season so far mm, um, okay because like this this first arc like I said already it deals with you know Miss Martian and, and Connor going off to, to get married on Mars and like you know that and obviously <laughs> we know when you know uh, feasts or weddings <laughs> or things of that nature like I don't know it's like it, things never go right or as planned when when you know things like that happen um for sure so like i don't know and stuff has already been going down and like i don't know i'm just on the edge of my seat because um uh superboy like he's not on earth so like his exposure to radiation is like lessened so like the thing with him in this in in this arc is that like he's like severely weakened uh when he gets hit it actually like fucking hurts him like he, he doesn't heal as well as he does on earth and stuff like that so like just that alone I'm like every time he gets hit, like you feel it, right? Like yeah, it, it feels like there's consequences every time he's in, he's in battle or whatever because he can, he doesn't he can't rely on you know how he is on on Earth or whatever. So like just that alone is is pretty scary. Uh, Beast Boy is going through some mental stuff in this season already, just three episodes in um, after the the events of the prior season, 
So he he just makes me fucking nervous at all times. Man. He's <laughs> he's just like I don't know, man. He's he's losing it. Um, and yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm just really on edge with this season. And I, and again, I'm only three episodes in, which is which is insane. Um, Eventually, yeah, you have to learn what the sub name means, right? Phantoms. That yeah. has some sort of clue to right this like mystery right. or whatever. I wonder. I wonder what that means, man. Um, so yeah, man, it's 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 an exciting start. I'm really really excited for this season. Um, I, w- I went on Reddit to see like how does how is everyone ranking these individual arcs, and it's pretty much been like unanimous that Artemis's arc is like the best out of the bunch. So I'm really really looking forward to seeing interesting what what Artemis goes through this season. So she was always yeah, the one that had the most interesting. Well, all of them have really interesting backgrounds, and in, like from the first season. Um, yeah. But Artemis was definitely the one that was that had like a, a multi-layered story to it with her sister and like basically her entire family. So, right. yeah, that'd be cool. That's cool, man. I'm glad to see she's yeah. still in there. Yeah, I I love Artemis, man. She is she's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like and then the stuff that happened with her like last season as well, like her. Uh, the the way her character arc kind of came full circle. I won't get into the specifics, but she she really came full circle last season. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see seeing like how they expand upon that character in this in this season. Um, but yeah, man, Young Justice Phantoms is is off to a really really good start. I'm I'm really looking forward to to seeing what else they do. Um, cool. So yeah, that that is uh, Young Justice. Uh, but the big thing that uh, that happened to me uh, this week, uh, Macho, it, it it finally happened, man. It finally happened. Mm. Um, I got converted into the Church of Elden Ring. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, um, hopefully with a rhyme and reason here. <laughs> You're not a hopeless fanatic like uh, some other people in this podcast. Oh man! <laughs> see, see, this is this is why I I wanted him in here because I really wanted to have like a like big open discussion about this game. Yeah. Um, but we could we could probably wait for that until until next week. But, um, yeah. So I'm like forty hours into it. Uh, it has like completely just like taken over my life. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess I guess the biggest thing that I'll say is uh, like this isn't this isn't Dark Souls four. This is goddamn Dark Souls four, five, six all together in one package, man. Like the sheer uh, size of this game is absolutely ridiculous, and I think it's both its greatest strength and its greatest weakness. Just how yes. just how big this game is. Um, Oh, it's also it's, what's up, Gene? He said he said pervert it into the Church of Elder. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that, Gene? <laughs> um, <laughs> what's up, man? Um, <laughs> I so and, and again, I'm not. I'm obviously nowhere near finishing this game, but like, I don't know if I want from to do another game like this again. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would rather like to me so far the best parts of this game are the legacy dungeons right the the Stormvale Castle the uh, Academy of Raya Lucaria yes um, yeah. the Volcano Manor like all that stuff is like the stuff that's classic Dark Souls to me is is the best best parts about this game 
but also the the exploration is is really really damn good in a sense of like this game is literally the embodiment of hey you see that thing off in the distance you can go there like it is literally the embodiment of that saying and i absolutely love like it, it is what I, I i recommend with horizon all the time like turn off the map the mini map or whatever um or or the compass or whatever it is and just let your curiosity take you in whatever direction you want to um and it's very much the same thing here man like i just like the amount of things that i see, that i'm just like galloping around and i see you know on on a cliff or see you know off in the horizon i'm like like uh, there'll be times where like i have a plan in mind and i'm like okay i'm gonna go and do this and then i'm like <laughs> i'm like i don't know like a squirrel or a dog or something and i'm like ooh, what's that and i just veer off where i was going and i go and in in favor of that instead um so yeah the game is really really good about that and like just the like the, the creativity with this game is like there's no limit to it like the amount of things that like um like the the like specifically like like the underground cities the I think it's called like the so the Soifra River or something like that like yeah, there's entire yeah. like civilizations like 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 entire like other maps underground that you can go out and explore which is ridiculous I also really really love like um and this this goes back to like the exploration stuff is that like how do I how do I explain this so like there was this time that I was just like in Limgrave just galloping around and I went off to uh a beach and there's literally this horde of skeletons just like like walking like towards the water as if as if you know I don't know they're going out to the water to look for something or or whatever but I love like just those little moments or or there's another moment that there's like this group of like three spirit jellyfish surrounding this uh corpse that's like sitting in a chair and and the guy is just like overlooking um you know the 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 ocean or whatever and it's it's a dead body but it's just like like someone just like died like you know with in in front like his last uh view before he died was just him looking out the ocean and I don't know, it's like these three jellyfish are just like guarding his body or whatever. But it's like what I really love in games like these are little uh, like moments like that that are unexplained. You're you're not told why why these uh, you know zombies or whatever are all huddled together in a horde walking out towards the ocean. You're not told why this guy, you know, chose to. Uh, with his remaining time on Earth to, uh, you know, spend it out looking the ocean or whatever and having, being his his dead body protected by three jellyfish or whatever. It's like, things like that that go unexplained that just makes your mind wonder is like the most incredible thing. Like, th those little moments are, are what I love about open world games and this game absolutely exceeds at um, just having those little moments peppered in you don't need you don't need everything to be a quest line you don't need everything to be a talking npc or everything to be um thrown at you with exp uh, exposition or whatever like sometimes things can just be super vague and just like you fill in the blanks for yourself like that is the ultimate like uh uh like having your curiosity just like like i don't know like satiated or filled or whatever and like i don't know i absolutely adore those moments um with this game um so i guess uh <laughs> let me let me talk about some of my negatives and and i guess like 
we can get really deep into it when when Walt comes back because I I really wanted his opinion uh, about this specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, how, but okay, how do you feel about the bosses in this game? Um, well, it was actually one of my first complaints playing the game that uh, the smaller dungeon bosses lacked so much impact that I wasn't expecting that. Yep. Especially when it comes to like what you're talking before, like sometimes like these really subtle story moments are the best kind in these games. And so I was expecting that kind of thing in Elden Ring like throughout and it wasn't that that wasn't the case. But when it came to the actual main bosses, those were events. Those were like this is why I play Dark Souls games or like Dark Souls like games. And this is why this game is gonna be, you know, up there. But um eventually you can just kind of get off the honeymoon phase and like when you start comparing to stuff like bloodborne or dark souls 3 then you're like it's great but like is it really that great kind of thing so i don't know we can get more into when like yeah when walt's here but like so far that's kind of like my my takeaway was like the little bosses were like cool and then the bigger bosses were a lot more like oh yeah this is actually pretty pretty dope yeah um i i agree um, and this is this is where I was saying that Elden Ring's size is, is its greatest strength, but also its greatest weakness. Because um, going back to to the bosses, um, so we have, <laughs> and I'm only forty hours in. Keep in mind, so I'm I'm probably nowhere cl- like close to to the end game stuff. But uh, the Erd Tree avatars, the magma worms, Leonine misbegotten. The Crucible Knight, the goddamn Tree Sentinels, um, <laughs> are all you know boss fights um, that you see over and over and over again. Why is there goddamn ten Tree Sentinel bosses out in the world, right? So like the first time that you you meet um, like the Golden One in in Limgrave, I'm like oh, and he's just like walking around just like randomly out in the open world. I'm like oh crap. Right. Yeah, that's and a then boss. After, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you see him again, and then you see him again, and then you see him again. Like, and then you see the him world. with his buddy. <laughs> right, right. Or yeah. even then the the night Calvary. It's the same thing. I met one in the Weeping Peninsula, and then you meet another one like later on. Um, yeah, one of the tree bosses later in the game, man, uh, is surrounded by like a mob of enemies that can that can combo you to death. Yeah, the so. the Earth the Tree avatars are like I've already met three of them. The the like purple skeleton who's like riding the boat. Yeah, there's like yeah. several of those as well. Um, really so, cool like, the first time, but yeah, yeah, absolutely feels cool the first time. But then like the more and more you fight them, it yeah. Um, the magma worms as well. Like, I, I I don't know, man. Like it's it's really weird. Like these to me at least these don't feel like like events anymore and even even the dragons the dragons are all the fucking same and the only oh, difference yeah. with them is just what color you know fire that they that they breathe or whatever um it's truly like the only the only difference between them um i and i kid you not one of the uh the jails the the gauls or whatever um 
I went in there, like, every time in, in Limgrave, I was like, oh, cool, man, who am I gonna fight this time? One of them was literally one of those fucking giants, you know, the ones that you see, like, pulling pulling the, the giant carriages around sometimes in, in Limgrave. Yep. Um, and, and you know, there's, there's this really cool spot where you can farm some runes uh, that has, on, on Storm Hill, that has, like, five of them just walking around. So I've fought a, a ton of these things. So... You, yeah, like I can't even explain my disappointment when I went into one of those j those galls and uh, and one of those things popped up. I was like, "What the fuck, man? <laughs> like, are you kidding me?" <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and this is one of the things that I really hate. Um. About uh, it, like just dark, the Dark Souls games that I've played in general, um, is this idea of. Uh, boss characters who are you've you've you fought them already, uh, but then they come back as just like regular enemies, um, it, like the, the, that, hap that like, happens a lot. Yeah, like like think of like the the shadows of Yarnum from from Bloodborne, how you fight them in the Forbidden Woods, and then like I think later on, I forget what area it is. Um, it's the area where you fight Murgo's wet nurse, but like then they they come around back. It's just like regular enemies. <laughs> so I'm just like, well, okay. It makes these bosses feel like less special, you know. Um, yeah. So like to me, they they don't feel, and especially the dungeons are like the most egregious, like uh, culprit of this. Where like you go through this little dungeon. I have problems with the re the rewards that you get in general. I feel like the rewards just like aren't that good to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, so, yeah, so you go through these little dungeons, and what's waiting for you at, at the end? It's literally just like a boss, like you've already fought before in in the early game or whatever. Um, or what they do to mitigate this is they'll throw two of them at you, um, right? Like the the two watchdogs, like I've, I've, which was like one of the earliest bosses I fought, and then later on you finish the dungeon it's like that same exact boss again but they just throw another one at you it's just like well okay <laughs> so uh there's there's one uh miranda who's like this giant flower and it's like i fought those in the overworlds why is this a boss now oh yeah and and <laughs> and, and that boss literally does nothing to the version that you find out in limgrave so it's just like like i don't know man it's just it's really weird um yeah, so like you explore, um, yeah, yeah, um, you explore these these dungeons or a cave, which is repetitive within itself. It feels like a worse version of the Chalice Dungeon, to be honest. Um, and then what are you rewarded with at the end? It's just a boss that you've probably already fought before. Um, and the inner uh, war that's kind of useless to you or not that great. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, especially if you're not doing like uh, sorcery, then it's like most of the rewards in this is just kind of like it <laughs> doesn't apply to you. Um, the Red Wolf of uh, Ragadon that you fight in the academy, uh, later on he just appears as a normal enemy, <laughs> which um, I don't know, man. I just I just really dislike that trend in From games of like having to fight a boss again, but this time they're just a regular enemy. Um, a lot of them just feel like glorified standard enemies with a big health bar at the bottom. Um, like, I don't know, that, that euphoria that you feel of, like, reaching a new boss has just kind of been all over the place in this game. And, like, again, I'm nowhere near the end game yet, but, like, even, even, uh, Margie and, and, um, what's his name, Roderick or Godric, um, 
like even them i've 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 seen clips where like you fight them again later on in in, in the end game and i'm like what yeah <laughs> so like <laughs> so i don't know it's it's just it's really and, and again i go back to the thing of its size being its greatest strength and greatest weakness is that i feel like when you have a world this expansive so this open and and, and large um it just kind of feels like that they needed things to fill out the the world or something i don't know because it's just like um i was looking at like the the in comparison to the other games and you see something like i don't know the other dark souls games and bloodborne and Sekiro, they have something like anywhere from like 13 to like 20 unique bosses and this game has like almost like triple that and i would say maybe 10 of them in total are like unique bosses that you don't fight um over and over again which is like to me, that's a really bad number, and I'm not expecting all of these bosses to be super unique and different from the last. But like, most of them should be. I feel like I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. There's, that's, they say there's be, like 186 bosses or something like that in this game. It's it's too much. It's it's too much if you're going to be doing this. Like like trim the fat. We don't need that much, man. Especially if there if you if there's going to be ten goddamn uh, uh, tree sentinels uh, riding around on their horses, and they're all exactly the same as their as their counterpart. The only difference being the weapon that they use. Um, it, it's 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 way too much, man. Way yeah. too much. Like yeah, tr- no, I, trim I that number down. I agree. That's why um I kind of I'm a little hesitant when people want to call it the greatest open world game ever made um because i see like both sides of it when it comes to the exploration side and just the discoverability right like you're always going to be seeing something new that's going to catch your eye even if you have an objective like every 30 seconds in the game and that's yeah like a monumentous feat in game design like it's absolutely incredible to do that because the last game to really do that capture the entire world was breath of the wild um yeah or a lot of people really don't like the the handhold nature of like a lot of games nowadays and i can see that and that's why games like elder ring or such like feels like a breath of fresh air but then when you really get into like the minute details of everything you see the repetition you see sort of kind of the flaw i guess in, in like the game design of, of this of a game like this big and you're just like i don't know like is, is it really like revolutionary is it like are we really like are gonna claim this one as like one of the best open world games ever made um, because you know it does something different, or even if it's worth it, is it worth it to have a game this this big if you're going to be if you're going to have this much repetition? You know, right? Um, I would argue no. That's that's why that's why I said earlier that like I this was a cool experiment. I love a lot of things about this game. Otherwise, I would not be playing this game every waking second of my life right now. Um, but I, I, if if this is the compromise that you know we we get this sort of experience, but it's just so repetitive, then like I I don't want it. I my thing is I don't want to play another game like this and from 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 software specifically. Um, that's not even to to mention um, two things. That's not even mentioning the NPC bosses that you fight as well, right? Um, where you you know what I mean the the ones that are just like literally the the humans, um, you know they have they have like a a, a, sh- uh, a little shield or um, they're literally like just you or whatever they're like a player character. Oh yeah um, yeah yeah yeah. You mean like the like the uh, actual like player bosses? 
um like like yeah, some, yeah, someone's yeah. like entering your realm or whatever yeah, yeah i know what you mean or or not even not even that cause th those are fine but like there's literally there's one boss that i haven't fought yet but there's this one called like fia's guardians i don't know if you fought that one but it's like literally just like like three um not literally player supplements but it's like like those kinds of uh enemies and like they gotcha. each have like three large you know boss health bars like like they're actual big bosses and it's just like well uh, like come on man like it like it almost <laughs> feels like the the old monk from from demon souls is like oh come on like this isn't a boss you know what i mean yeah like i fight i fight these things these summons like all the time like don't it's not it's not special enough to get its own boss health bar you know what i mean yeah uh, which is what i feel about most of these bosses in this game like come on that thing really gets its own boss health bar really come on now right um, right yeah so yeah uh, and then and the second thing is uh the bosses some of the bosses themselves i got a, i i have a really big problem about um their just mechanically how they are and their goddamn fucking eight hit combos that that don't fucking stop <laughs> and um, the, the large look, buffer window that they do yeah well yeah what well, <laughs> well, was giving me a lot of shit he's like get better get better i'm like dude the buffer window is like actually stupid in this game <laughs> It's it's non-existent. It's non-existent. Uh, <laughs> some of your openings too. Uh, there's there's this thing specifically that I fucking hate that this game that I that I've been noticing this game has been doing way more than previous from games is uh, it just feels like whenever you the moment your your thumb hovers over that square button they immediately know and they and they attack you or they send something at you to stop you from healing. That is that's bullshit of the highest order man i hate that <laughs> the input uh, reads baby <laughs> yeah exactly uh, but yeah I have, I have a lot more to say about this game but we'll save it for for when walt comes back um like yeah. i said i i love a lot about this game but um i don't know i think i think the size is it's to its own detriment at the same time um but yeah man that's it for me what about you yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of glad we're having this discussion anyway, because I'm kind of in the, in the same realm as you, but it would be fun to actually have, like, a full Elden Ring breakdown uh, with Walt, because uh, I, I, I know some of his stances is going to be really fun to kind of go back and forth, but regardless of the fact, um, yeah, yeah. so uh, this week uh, has been pretty pretty much the same as the past week, a bunch of Final Fantasy fourteen getting through the Hildebrand quests, which are, I've mentioned before, like an opener to the new... Uh, weapon legacy quests or um, uh, I forgot what actually what they're called, but basically like to get the most powerful weapons in the game um, after like the after Endwalker, and then uh, more DNF duo. I got the tournament today, so I'm prepping up. And I say like one of the things that people can do to prep for any sort of fighting game tournament is to one know know the characters, not just your character, but know other characters. So what I did was I gave myself a little bit of homework. And I actually played through the entire story. I played through at least 10 matches with each character. Um, as well as jumping online to see how people play some of those other characters. But the thing is, you don't run to everybody online, all the characters. So it takes it upon yourself to just go and experiment with all the other people that you're not playing as other than your main. So that's what I've been doing. I've been kind of like seeing like opening windows for certain characters. Which What can, what can they do? What can't they do? Where can my main character jump in? to uh you know take advantage of any situations and whatnot and just kind of refine that so i've been really been diving into that back and forth throughout the week um 
and then uh, I've been kind of in the God of War mood, man. So I started up God of War, God of War three, and I know you say you didn't play the PS three games, but by any chance did you play God of War three when it came on PS four? Yeah, I played that one at least. Okay, yeah, dude, the beginning of this is probably one of the greatest things ever made. <laughs> I was about to say, like, yeah, it's cool. It's uh, God of War, especially back then, was like the epitome of cool ass video games. Like, they absolutely just perfected what an awesome video game should feel like, look like, uh, the cinematic kills, all that jazz, and then God of War 3 is kind of like the pinnacle of that. And it's it's just so cool to kind of see that perspective, like, yeah, this game aged very well, it's still a ton of fun to play. You jump in, you're climbing the climbing Mount Olympus with all the titans, and then you're facing off against Poseidon, that awesome, like, horse, water horse boss. It's, it's so cool, man. Um... And eventually, you just drop down to Hades, and then that's what you guys see on the screen right now. But it's just—it's so much fun. I, I, I'm having a, just a, a blast just going through it all again, just kind of having the memories of just playing it on PS3 and with my cousins, seeing like all the cool kills that he would do on the centaurs and and the griffins and all that stuff. I think there's griffins in this games, but um, but yeah, man. It's, so it's a good time. I'm thinking to go thinking about getting the platinum. And then eventually playing God of War 2018, the closer we get to Ragnarok, because I'm really aching to play that game again. Uh, and and yeah, man, so I've been kind of diving between between those back and forth, but uh, nothing really much other than that, man, just kind of just doing that. Um, but I did make the decision, as I told you guys before, that uh, I decided to just kind of be off of Twitter, uh, have a good long hiatus. Um, nothing really, like fueled by drama or anything like that really it's more of a kind of personal decision that i wanted to make uh especially when it came to like certain like uh what's the word i want to use here life direction sounds like very very dramatic <laughs> and that's not the case what i really want to do is that i've i told Walt before that i would think about going into animation and specifically oh, cool. yeah specifically computer animation um and it wasn't until like the past week where i just had this like Epiphany. I was like, man, like, what am I going to be doing after news? Like, I, I really don't know. And I, I, I kind of want to fall my lap into writing because I love writing so much. Um, yeah. But the thing is that I don't love news writing like that. And uh, I feel like I'm missing, like, a bit of that, that other piece of the puzzle when it comes to writing stories or creating stories. And uh, so a long time like a while ago i was i started watching um shorts like uh animated shorts especially from walt disney and stuff like that and just i fell in love with those and i've always had in the back of my mind like man i would love to make my own animated short but i suck at drawing i don't know how to do any 3d animation so that's out of the picture i just have to write um so i decided that i'm not gonna make that the case anymore that i'm gonna learn 3d animation um and actually go for it so i actually bought the animator survival kit which is like with the one book that all anime prof- or animated professors and and the jazz just kind of recommend for people to get if they want to get into the anime animation so i started that this week and we're gonna make headway and quitting twitter was kind of like a good thing because uh it's less distraction it's less intimidation from other creatives and stuff like that i get to focus on my own creative spin and wheel to it so um uh, and with that said too, I also bowed out of, uh, Lords of Gaming just so I can actually focus on this full time and it's going to be a completely self-teaching thing. So, um, getting all of the YouTube guides, getting all the practice in, going to treat it as a hobby now and see, you know, where it goes from there. But 
on that yet on that man that was kind of like the biggest thing for me this week i'm really excited about it um i haven't been this excited to learn something new in quite a long time so i'm ready to dive Congrats. into it that's that's awesome man that's that's really cool thanks man um, thanks yeah yeah to to i don't know i i i similarly came to uh a, a kind of epiphany or like self-reflection moment uh earlier this year where i was like um like aside from my my writing um like what what do i want to do like in my life like obviously the writing is like what i you know want to make a career out of but like i need some sort of backup i need some sort of um i don't know thing that like i can actually like sort of uh you know, when I when I apply to places or whatever, like showed people like, hey, this is, you know, like what I can do or whatever. Right. Um, and that's that's sort of where the, the decision to go back to school kind of came from. So, yeah, it's it's interesting that, yeah, you, you kind of came to like a self-reflection moment as well. And I don't know, I, I think those kind of things like it's it's important to be honest with with yourself and have like a like an unbiased like look at yourself and ask yourself like like am i happy live you know where i'm at in life right now and and you know be be honest about it and yeah i don't know good good for you to for first of all like asking those questions and and you know coming away with with an answer and you know pursuing something that you actually are 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 going to be happy with and want to do i think that's that's awesome man thanks man no i <clears throat> excuse me i appreciate the the words man seriously um it's the thing is it's the second time this happened to me in my life and this uh, the first time was when i was working in criminal ju- uh, not working but i was um going to school for criminal justice and i realized that this is like not what i want to do for the rest of my life yeah. uh so i decided to go into media and in journalism and and writing because that's what i was good at so it was a good thing to fall back on and i got really far in it i was really proud of where i got to like i absolutely just dug a hole for myself trying to change careers midway through college and ended up being mildly successful um, through like all the hard work and perseverance that I did, and thankfully it did all work out. Um, but the back of my mind, like the the main thing I've always wanted to do was animation. I just I knew I sucked at drawing. It was super competitive. The rates weren't good. Like you know what I mean? Like like all these horror stories you hear about certain jobs. You're just you're like, it completely scared me out of out of out of it. But um, yeah. with the rise in like 3D animation and and basically it being really really flexible with what you can do with it um it, it kind of opened my eyes like okay maybe this is something that's this is possible this is something that we can actually do i just have to be committed and and actually work hard and the thing is too it's not like a school thing it's not something like you know i have to do because i'm paying money no i'm doing it because i want to do it yeah. so that's what makes it feel really different now and um thankfully yeah i think i'm in the position where i can do that <laughs> um but other than that man yeah it's uh it was, it was, again, one of those self-discovery moments that I was really surprised at that it happened now, but better late than never, I guess, right? Yeah, for sure, man. Um, but but on, that, on that, that, that tough topic, yeah, um, yeah, I've been playing God of War 3, man. I, I wanted to get your your thoughts a little bit on God of War 3 and then kind of your experience with it, especially with the hype of God of War Ragnarok, like... It's it's kind of weird coming seeing Kratos absolutely decimate civilians and demons and gorgons and all this stuff to have him be the way he is in, in 2018. So um, at least yeah. at least from what I remember though, and I I literally have not played that game since 2015 when it came out. Um, 
from what I remember, though, the way that God of War 3 ends, um, Kratos was already sort of, like, changing as, as a character. So, like, that's what, that's why I think that jump between 3 to 2018, like, it, it, like, you could see how Kratos ends up being the way that he is in, in, in 2018, after the events of God of War 3. Um, mm-hmm. so, at least that's what I remember from that game. But, um, yeah, like, I, I, I don't think it's as jarring as some people make it out to be, um, Especially with him and, and Pandora and, and that relationship and, and then him deciding to do what he does at the end of the world with, with you know, Athena there and everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think the natural progression um, of that character, you can, you can it, it makes sense of, of uh, him going from, like, you, you, can, you can see how he goes from point A to point B, I think. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what I remember from that game. Um, yeah, so is that it for you? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Just uh, God of War 3, 514, DNF Duel. Uh, hoping to... Actually, yeah, I'm actually... I'm very, very close. One trophy away from getting the Platinum and DNF Duel, man. One trophy away. So I should probably get it today. It's just to get, like, 300 matches online, which is super easy to do because this game's, like, really addicting online. So, um, but yeah, man, that that's... Getting, you know, get that off the checkbox and... Get ready for Live Alive uh, next week. So that's about it. And Stray. And Stray, yes, on, <laughs> on the PS Plus. Yes, sir. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, let's get started with some of these topics. Um, we can knock out like some of the smaller ones. There's a lot that happened PlayStation-wise this week. Um, so yesterday, actually, Sucker Punch announced that Go to Tsushima... Uh, has sold 9.73 million copies. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, which, for for comparison, um, and then we also, you know, I think, what was it, June, we got the announcement of uh, Last of Us Part Two selling 10 million copies as well, but they, they said that, early, Neil said earlier this year, we had just hit the 10 million uh, copy number, so like, you know, who knows when that is, it could be January or March or, or whatever, but... The thing that I wanted to bring up is that it's interesting that, like, this is no shade towards Resident Evil 2 Remake, because I absolutely adore that game. It's one of my favorite games of of the last generation. But it's interesting that we also just got the announcement that that game hit 10 million units sold this week as well. So, it's interesting that that game took three years to sell 10 million units on, you know, multiple platforms on, on on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox as opposed to two games that are on one platform managed mm-hmm. to do it in, in two years. Or maybe it might have been, you know, for Last of Us, on one and a half years or 1.8 years or something like that. Who knows? But mm-hmm. the point is that it's interesting to see that comparison, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was seeing a little bit from David Jaffe's YouTube that, um, you know, is, is 10 million enough in the two years and i think it's an interesting conversation because when you i guess well can we assume that last of us 2 is probably one of sony's uh most expensive games that they've ever made yeah yeah for sure and his argument was that it's not enough for a game like that to make that much but the thing is i think that's what makes um playstation very 
unique, I guess, in the sense where like they can have like their smaller projects we talked about before, but then they can also have their bigger projects um, that cost so much money to make, but they have enough money, you know, in the threshold to be like, yeah, we can do this. This is a creative risk that we're worth taking, and uh, so it was absolutely one because it blew up the industry, and and, and not just of being controversial, but just being. Um, Blowing everybody's expectations out of the water. Like, no one expected The Last of Us 2, I think. To be yeah. what it was. So. Last of Us 1 or Last of Us 2? Last of Us 2. Okay. Yeah, Last of Us 2. And then, um, again, with uh, with Ghost of Tsushima, I think this, it, when everybody's like having their, this open world fatigue, as they call it, um, I really feel like Ghost of Tsushima was just a um, an anomaly. For open world games because of its, of its of its design, like you had the obvious like go here, go there, kind of Ubisoft kind of flow to it, but the way you progressed it was a lot different. Than open world games it was a lot more immersive, um, in my yeah. opinion. So I'm glad that people are kind of seeing like the 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 star in, in this game, uh, and and the sales reflect that. So I'm glad it's actually a multi million multi million uh hit. The Ghost of Shima 2 could be on its way, baby. Yeah, man. It's 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 a new IP as well, man. It's a new IP. Yeah, it's um, another good point. Yeah, so that within itself is, is really cool that, you know, that a lot of people seem to be really into that IP. Um, Hell yeah. But yeah, so, so that, I mean, congratulations to Sucker Punch, first of all, because now that adds them to this sort of, like, I feel. I mean, we, me and you, already have been singing the praises of Sucker Punch since since the PS2 days. Yes, so, sir. <laughs> you know, we we know the, we know they're a part of the the sort of PlayStation like upper pantheon of, of studios. But now, I feel like they're like d- firmly cemented in that place because now they join this this list of PlayStation uh, first party games that have sold ten, 10 million plus. So you have Insomniac has done that with Spider Man. You have Santa Monica, who has done that with God of War. You have Naughty Dog, who has done that with both Uncharted 4 and Last of Us and Last of Us Part 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Gorilla, obviously, with Horizon. And now you have um, Sucker Punch with Ghost of Tsushima. Well, they will. They, they're not 10 million, but, you know, they will be. Yeah, they might as well probably, be. Probably. Yeah, they'll, <laughs> they'll, they will be within the years. So... Um, I think that's, that's, that's pretty cool. And I think that right there, that list right there, I would... I don't know if you disagree, but I would say that's probably like that is like Sony's like crown jewels right there. The Naughty Dog, Santa Monica, Insomniac, Sucker Punch, and Gorilla right there. Like that is their that is like their Mount Rushmore right there. Exactly, yeah. And that's what Haven and you know other studios are hoping to be. So we'll see what they do, yeah. man. It's gonna be yeah, fun times. Sure. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, congrats to them. That's awesome. Um, who who would have ever thought you know the the people who were making Sly Cooper back in the day would have a have a game that sells uh, close to ten million units, man? That's that's really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. And again, I still want I still want a Sly Cooper trilogy remaster, but you know I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hold out hope for that, man. Uh, so. Come on now, <laughs> <laughs> give me some help here, guys. Come on, Andrew, Andrew Goldfarb. I know you listened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh I, thought, I thought you were calling for Andrew House for a second. I was like, hey, man, that, man, that man hasn't been at that company for a while. <laughs> oh, man. It's shots to Andrew House, but nah. he aimed hey, that, that him and, and uh, Adam Boys, they gave me Final Fantasy VII remakes. I can't bother them for for the rest of my life. So True, true. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, uh, atop of that, uh, earlier in the week, we got the news that The Last of Us Part 1 uh, has gone gold. Yeah. Um, ahead of its uh, September 2nd release date. Very um, early. Yeah, very early. Um, I think this is i saw some sort of like list but yeah i do think in terms of like the gap between going gold and the release date that this is the the longest that we've seen from playstation studios um so and like i believe like for forbidden west it was something less it was like something like 22 days or something like that i think this was like close to like in the 50s or something so yeah um yeah so uh it's gone gold uh it was really interesting to see um there's this one artist i believe at naughty dog who was saying that this is like in their entire career this is like the project that um that he's been a part of that was made like the most efficiently like without crunch or or anything like that so that was really cool to see um interesting but yeah, man, like this game is is ready to go. So hell yeah, it is, dude. Are you excited? Yeah. Like you're gonna be playing for the first time. <laughs> why, why, why you gotta say that, man? Why you gotta say that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it, man. I'm really looking forward to it. Dude, um, yeah, yeah. I I had to ask you for because there's a lot of not controversy, a lot of conversation, right? About about what's is really changing. <laughs> Is a remake actually worth it? All that kind of stuff. But I wanted to bring up to you, what do you think is going to be changing in this remake? Um, first of all, it's, it's going to be worth it to me. So <laughs> yes, sir. So, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's completely <laughs> it's completely subjective. I, I just find it so funny the people who are complaining about. Uh, I'm I'm not going to call names, uh, uh, but in, you know his name his name rhymes with Harris. Let, let's just say that. Uh, <laughs> I say bald, <laughs> bald man. Huh. <laughs> oh man, you know you know the one who has uh, you know who graciously accepted uh, that that yellow cyberpunk chair. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but I just I just find it laughable, you know, people who are complaining about seventy dollar games, yet you know who they will proudly put down money for a Steam Deck or both a playstation 5 and an xbox series console or whatever you know mm -hmm. um so you know and and that's not even to mention you know gaming in general is a luxury hobby um Big facts. yeah yeah you know there <laughs> for him specifically this man has a tesla so <laughs> you know that so, <laughs> yep so, i don't that. understand dude i don't understand anyway yeah. regardless um uh, what do I think they're changing? Uh, really, not much aside from the game is gonna be. It's gonna closely mirror Last of Us Part Two's fluidity. Um, I'm not expecting Joel to be, you know, jumping around and being able to squeeze under cars and and you know tight spaces just like Ellie was able to. Um, but I don't know. I do. I do expect that fluidity. They're probably gonna add. I actually don't know if they will add a dodge button like they did for part two. Yeah, um, that's what I'm. That's what I'm most curious about because we're supposed to be getting gameplay, more gameplay like not snippets, but just like, but not even a breakdown. They, they talked about we're getting more stuff soon, so I'm wondering yeah. if they're actually gonna do some sort of state of play on like what's changing in this remake. I would I would imagine so. Yeah, um, for both that and God of War, but yeah, I. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do because I mean they could they could just say fuck it. Let's just make him exactly like Ellie. I mean maybe they will do that, but 
at the same time, it's Naughty Dog, and I feel like they they really. I feel like minute details like that, like it means a lot to them, you know, than the other you know random studio. I feel like something as small as like, hey, Joel should feel different than Ellie when you play as her. I feel like something like that really matters to to Naughty Dog. Um, yeah, definitely. So, so I'm not expecting these two to play exactly the same. I mean, they didn't, you know, when part two came around, Ellie felt a lot different than, than Joel. So it would be weird if they went back and did this remake and Joel's just like, oh no, he just feels like Ellie, you know? I feel like that would be kind of weird, but I don't know. It's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah. But really, aside from gameplay improvements, the AI, I think the AI is going to be a lot smarter. Uh, again, closely resembling part twos. Um... But really, aside from that, I'm I'm not expecting this to be, you know, Resident Evil 2 remake or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have pretty high expectations for this. I'm expecting... I'm expecting sequences and, like, fighting sequences to be redone. <clears throat> um, not specifically, like... Uh, I think more in terms of AI and like, to really fit, like, kind of the accessibility that Last of Us Part 2 had. Because in that game, you had just a range of accessibility options, whether it be, you know, the amount of enemies on the screen or basically tailored to how you play. Like, there's, like, more than one way to play a level. And I'm kind of hoping they do the same with this remake. Um, and I, again, not, not in terms of sequences, but just, like, at least, like, having that accessibility option to, like, really tailor to how you want to play it. Yeah, I, yeah, that would definitely be in, in there. Um, I... My hope, and I, I don't know that they will do this, but a lot of the Uncharted games, I, I would say up until 3, and even The Last of Us are culprits of uh, uh, arena shooting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you, yeah, you kind of go into this room, it's a, it's a big open room, and it's just like a bunch of enemies, and then you move on to the next open room, and it's a bunch of enemies, that kind of repetitive nature to its combat. Mm-hmm. I It's my hope that that is a little bit it feels a little bit more organic in between um you know combat sequences and it's not really the uncharted sort of fight arenas like it was back in the day um so if they will actually redo some of those levels i don't know that seems like a lot of work for a remake maybe it isn't i don't know um but that's kind of my that's that's my biggest hope that i feel like is plausible um, to do within this remake, um, but yeah. Besides that, I'm 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 looking forward to it, man. Yeah, same here, same here. It comes out on my wedding day, so I'll be crying on the day of. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> no, I'm, overall, like I'm just really excited just to see what the changes are and see the new graphic improvements and the character models like look insane, dude. Um, I kind of love that we have this this option to, be, to go between the remastered. And this remake, a lot of people would prefer one or the other, and understandably. Um, but I kind of love that Tess looks different. You know, she looks she looks more like the actress that plays her, um, and Joel looking a little bit more like from The Last of Us Part Two, and Ellie looking definitely different from from the remastered version. Like I'm kind of loving like all these changes, man. So I'm looking forward to what the gameplay is gonna do, and just how they're really gonna ramp it up. Um, it's uh, again the only sad part for me is the fact that factions is not a part of this 
package and that's what makes it kind of weird that it is $70 and just for single player but um, to be honest I love The Last of Us enough that I'll just I'll just go for it um, especially since it includes a Left Behind DLC and I wonder if they're going to change parts of that too since um, that DLC the, the best thing about that DLC is really just kind of the story between Riley and Ellie the gameplay of it, it's, didn't, I, I never replayed it because it just wasn't super fun. So I kind of hope they re, redo a little bit of that to, to make it more enticing. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to see also some story changes. Do you think that they're going to make Joel killing the doctors not an option? I think that's going to be the case. I I don't think so. No? I mean, I don't think mm. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be... Uh, any any story changes at all interesting so. okay i really think that they're gonna go for it and it's gonna get a lot of people mad <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and i think that's exactly why they want to do that um, oh man i don't know about that one <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think i think the changing the ending a little bit to the last of us part one wouldn't exactly destroy the world like like uh some people would think i honestly think what happened in part two with with what happened with joel i think that was more of an outrage than anything else yeah that's true um but yeah man uh really excited for that um and like i said man uh sony's sort of uh their their fall is is looking pretty solid man with part two or part one and now god of war um I'm really looking forward to Roller Drome. That comes out in August. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And only 20 bucks for PS Plus members, too, which is nice. Cool. Um, oh, yeah. They they had this thing where it's, like, 1979 to, so like, uh, kind of um, be more in line with, like, the year that the game is set, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think uh, so, too. Yeah. 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 So, that's pretty cool. Uh, I'll definitely be getting it at that price. Um... So yeah, man, that's Last of Us Part 1, uh, going gold. Uh, let's talk about Skate really quick. I don't know if if you had left before you got to see this. Um, I saw an IGN, um, like, recap news video about this. Okay. Uh, first of all, are you have you played any of the skate games, or are you, like, a skateboarding game fan in general, like Tony Hawk? Yeah, for sure. I played a ton of them when I was uh, on PS One and a bunch of them with my cousin too. <clears throat> I kind of stopped after like the PS Three, PS Two era, but um, I did play Skate because I, I've heard of like what it did differently. It was using like the right thumbstick to actually do tricks with the board instead of like the face buttons. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was a big fan of it. I love I loved Skate, and it was it was a lot of fun. I was, I'm glad they're bringing it back, but. Definitely some controversy on this one, huh? <laughs> yeah, but uh, so uh, so we know that it it is a live service free to play game. Microtransactions yeah. will focus on cosmetics and convenience, quote unquote. Uh, and then, of course, it's still early in development. Um, which this comes off the heels of the developers saying that there wouldn't be any monetization at all. Um, so it's it's unfortunate, man. Seeing that this is a live service, like what? Um, yeah. I mean, I I, I, I kind of understand it, and it doesn't completely turn me off like Assassin's Creed, going like yeah. full live service does. Um, 
but it's it's an interesting decision for sure. I'm like, I, I'm wondering how they're gonna pull it off. But the thing is, like, then I can remember, like, if they're making it like a live service, then that means like an ongoing um, content for this game that includes like new skate parks, new skateboards, customizing your own skater, all that stuff, right? And uh, that can be very dangerous. It could be Diablo Immortal like, or it can be, um, I guess, Fortnite. So. But I don't know. But yeah. continue what you're gonna say. No, I'm. I'm also curious to see how they're gonna handle this. Um, and it's it's just it's interesting seeing some of your favorite franchises from back in the day being morphed and twisted into this into sick <laughs> new game model. Man. It hurts. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. Interesting to see. I was always more of a of a uh a tony hawk fan um so i don't think i was gonna play this game anyway but i'm definitely not gonna play this game now um oh man i, I mean it, it's free to play right that's because that's what the true right yeah okay true, so true. if it's free to play i think giving it a shot is is definitely worth it because it, it's one it was one of those things on the on the ps3 xbox 360 generation where like a skateboard game where you only use a left and the left and right analog stick to actually do moves like that's weird but like once you actually get the flow of it man it was iconic like it was like oh this is different See, um, that's, that's exactly yeah. why i didn't play those games i oh, it was good man it was really I fun i forget what's i forget what store it was um but I, probably like target or something like that i don't know oh jesus christ dude the fucking <laughs> hand monsters you know, oh yeah, those are oh fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh those god. are real oh fast. Yep, um, th those are yeah. incredibly fast. You just gotta use magic or something to stay away from those. Fuck, man. That was my first time fighting or seeing them. And Jesus Christ, they are so fucking scary. Dude. Yeah, and they're um, they're everywhere. So look all around you, dude. <laughs> they're everywhere. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, what I was gonna say was that like my biggest like exposure to to skate was um, I want to say it came around it came out around the same time as Infamous One, and stores always had demos of like like little kiosks where you could play Infamous. Yeah. Um, and skate as well. So like I remember playing it a lot. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, like Target or something like that. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah. That's all I gotta say, man. <laughs> I'm being chased by this goddamn hand. <laughs> no, I, so. I, I. But yeah, it's like I, I played it a ton. I never bought the game because I always rented it from Blockbuster. But whenever I did, it was just always fun, just skating around and just doing all the tricks with just the right. And I was like, for some reason, just like it felt so good to do that. And like no one ever thought of this before. You're just like, oh god, this is actually really cool. Um, so I really want to see like when they talk about convenience. Yeah, that that sounds like uh, what are you? What do you versus. mean? That's what that sounds like to me. I mean, if yeah, if that's the case, then oh, man, I the thing is, what I'm scared about for that is I don't want them to tie moves to levels, just cosmetics. Mm. If that's the case, like. Yeah. It's it's like if you're playing Fortnite and you you can't use um, or actually no you know what actually games actually did this was uh, the Call of Duty games, um, where you can only get like a certain gun at a certain level. I'm hoping that's not the case with Skate, the free to play version here, where you yeah. you had to get to a certain 
you get to get to level 10 to get or something like that you know or to get a oh, nolly yeah. or, or or nolly or something like that like that that would be really lame but if it's something small of like oh you get this you know dc cap or whatever as a sponsor in our game like i'm like all right cool whatever bro i don't care about that i just care about doing moves and going to skate parks and doing all that kind of stuff so um hopefully they have a good basis and it's and it's there i mean for one it seems like developers seem really committed to it and um i don't know how much of a public influence it was to make it free to play in, in live service but i think making it free to play is smart for sure yeah well yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, man. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping for the best, man, because uh, I think it's cool that it's coming back. Um, especially yeah. after Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five shit the bed. Um, but yeah. then we had we had the remakes of one and two, which was awesome. Which um, did really well, apparently. Yeah. Tony Hawk even said like, yeah, they're gonna do remake uh, Tony Hawk Three and Four, but Vicarious yeah, Visions got ate up. Yep. Which really sucks. Yep. I know Gene was pounding his pillow when you hear that. Because I mean, for me personally, Tony Hawk Three is my favorite in in the series. So. Oh really? Yeah, it's my it's the one I definitely spent the most time with. Um, but like I I know those levels like the back of my hand as well. And yeah, man, to to, to hear that, uh, it, it kind of hurt, man. Really oh hurt. yeah, for sure. Hey, you know Tony Hawk too. Like he would have just. If he could, he would just take that whole franchise and do it himself. But it su- it sucks that like yeah. it, it, his name is on the fucking box. You know what I mean? He doesn't own yeah. it. So yeah. But anyway, man. Uh, yeah. So that is uh, skate. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. And and like to be honest, like the fact that it's a, a live service doesn't in- inherently make it you know a a bad thing or like oh great you know now it's gonna be terrible or something like that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the content rollout looks like. We'll see what it looks like on on release. Is it just gonna be uh, like a skeleton, you know, kind of game in terms of content? Like, what is actually gonna be there on release? Because that's the biggest thing with. I think that's my biggest thing with our problem with live service in general is that these things do release as like a skeleton on on uh, release date. Like, what you're getting in terms of content is just like so like thin you know what i mean yeah no that's um, it's it's the case with a lot of free-to-play games and just live stars in general i mean look at new world yeah yeah so i hope that's not the case here but at the same time you know that's exactly going to be the case here so yeah um yeah that's the yeah. idea that's my fear for sure just it's going to be absolutely barren and nothing much to do but yeah but i mean the point of those games was that you're racking up score anyway so like what are we really expecting from this are we spending like a deep narrative or like no just no. the full arcade experience like what are we really expecting from where people are going to be like oh I'm bored after like four five hours like I don't know Let's and like it, it's it also <laughs> I, I guess you know let me let me shit on the live service model a little bit more here um, <laughs> so like you know what they're going to do is uh, the classic thing back in the day was like hey all the maps are here available day one you know, and now it's going to be like, hey, here is four maps. You know, here's you get to go to New York, Brazil, Tokyo. And then in three months, we'll add another map. Three months later, we'll add another map. You know what I mean? That's the kind of stuff that I kind of hate. You know, I mean, that's really? the problem that that's what Halo is going through right now, man. They're getting a new map like every six months. man. So, yeah. And well, back well Halo is like Halo's like such an anomaly too. that that. That's just having the one of the worst rollouts I've seen for a live service game. 
Yeah, so, like, at the, at the very least, like, I hope, um, it's not inherently bad that, that, you know, you're getting new maps, like, you know, every every few months, but I hope what they have at release, and this goes back to my earlier point, but I hope what they have at release is, like, enough to satiate, you know, players for, like, a good amount of time. Like, something like 8 to 10 maps, I feel like, is a good number to have on release. Um, right. But if it's something like four maps, then I'm kind of like, okay, well, like, come on now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. That's it's again, it's one of those tricky things that we're gonna see from this whole generation of the live service stuff, especially when it comes from PlayStation. I don't know if you saw though, man, but um, have you seen Blizzard's roadmap for Overwatch two? I haven't. It's actually pretty extensive. They're they say <laughs> you want you want to believe them when they say, oh yeah, we were definitely planning for li- for free to play live service. Like I don't know about that one. But, like, their roadmap for Season 1 after their October release is actually pretty extensive. Like, here's a plan that we're going to do. Because, as you know, Overwatch, which is a... You buy it first, you get all the stuff, you know, as it, as it releases. And the, the, the hero and map release are pretty stagnant um, because they're focusing a lot on the hero balance and stuff like that. But for this one, they're actually saying, yeah, we're going to have, like, a new hero every other, like, two months or something like that. Um and new maps like in between like it's pretty extensive so i'm actually pretty impressed with what they're doing overwatch 2 but i wonder if anyone's just like kind of looking at that and seeing what is a good blueprint for live service and if the developers of skate are doing the same thing or if they're doing completely something original because it is a skate game so but yeah it'd be interesting yeah most of all is playstation listening are you listening fam are you looking (laughs) (laughs) oh We hope so, man. But, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess this kind of leads into uh, Bungie. Um, yeah, man. You know, Bungie got officially the the deal went uh, through, which is I don't know if you if you made note of this as well, but like, isn't this kind of not not weird, but it's interesting that like they didn't do this for you know Blue Point or House Market, like tweet out specifically from the PlayStation account of like. Hey guys, like the deal for Housemark is is now closed. Uh, it, we officially own Housemark. Like they did that for both Haven and Bungie. Um, so yeah, like I don't know if you if you made that note as well. Did you? No, I didn't actually. I mean, was it because of traction and because of like these are like a, I guess Bungie's such an established studio, right? A, a independent studio, and Haven's completely new. Whereas well, Blue Point w- w- and the others, it's just kind of like go with the flow. Well, well, I would have said that for for Bungie, like yeah, Bungie is a big deal. Like it 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 makes sense why you would want to kind of like tweet that out again. I mean, look at the likes on that post. Like it got so many likes, but the mm. Haven one is 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 kind of weird because I feel like Haven is more in line with like, well maybe I mean Haven is is its own unique case because like they're a brand new studio. But yeah, like I don't know the Haven one was interesting to me that they that they tweeted that one out again. You know. Um, especially because you know they didn't after after House Market, Blue Point, and um, Fire Sprite and Valkyrie all got acquired. Like it was just like that initial tweet, and that was pretty much all that we heard from the even Insomniac, right? Like they didn't they didn't even tweet out like, hey, the deal's officially done, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm I would be really curious to see like what was the the rhyme or reason for for that. Oh, um, because Herman said so. That's why. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> um, Herman said so. He's really excited about both of those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's the yeah, only reason why I could think of, really. Um, yeah. But it so. was interesting uh, for Bungie specifically. 
Um, also, both of these happened within the same week, which is uh, pretty cool within its own. Uh, but for Bungie specifically, um, I believe in their like IR meeting or investor call or something like that. Sony said earlier in the year that they were expecting this to go through in uh, like their next fiscal year. So like September or something like that was when they were expecting this to go through. So it's interesting that this got finalized like so quickly, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, so back to the live service stuff. Uh, we talked about this extensively back in January, but um yeah so bungie is here is it's basically going to act as like a like a pipeline to like the rest of the playstation studios in terms of like hey like this is what has worked what has not worked with us in live service realm um so yeah it's gonna be cool to see like what bungie can teach these other studios and what playstation studios can teach them um and vice versa um they could because like as we were just talking about with skate you would have to imagine just like with all live service games that there's going to be growing pains especially at the start um Mm -hmm. and you would hope with bungie being here and with sony wanting to do what 10 live service games to be released before 2026 or whatever the year was that that they could make or that they can help show these teams like what not to do at the beginning you know (laughs) yeah for um, sure for sure so um and like and the fact that this closed so early my hope is that like they're gonna be more like quickly integrated into something like the last of us factions multiplayer game um you know something like that or whatever is the next because we're expecting they said two new multiplayer games are going to be released before march 31st of 2023 um so with that being the case you would think okay now bungie can talk to those teams like right now before they get close to to release uh so i think that's a good thing man uh how, how are you feeling overall about about the 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 bungie uh, acquisition finally going through and that's that's not even to talk about you know bungie's own personal aspirations and ambitions of you know taking the destiny ip and you know and putting it on mobile and making a tv show out of it and, and all this stuff yeah we'll see we'll see what comes of it um again live service isn't like my go-to multiplayers aren't exactly my go-to but um I, i'm really into factions so We'll see how that goes. I and mean, it's from Naughty Dog, so like you expect it to be high quality. You expect it to be fun and just overall just a really great time. So we'll see what they actually learn from that studio that's gonna make that game so much fun to play and keep going back to. I really hope that, you know, they, they see all the stuff that's makes live service not good and just don't do that. Just please just don't do that. Um if you have wait one too many live service games, I'm just like, all right, this can just kick the bucket. I, I really don't care about it. I don't want the same for Last of Us too, man. Or Last of Us factions, I really don't. That gameplay is so solid. It's a lot of fun. The last thing I want is uh, is for that to happen to um, one of my favorite multiplayer games in like a long time. So we'll see what comes of it, though. Um, really interested to see what you know what Jade Raymond's actually going to have up her sleeve too with Haven and everything. Um, but overall, yeah. overall, if 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 uh, Bungie's gonna have more Destiny stuff, I guess it's you know it's better for all the Destiny fans out there, especially with the new IP and the shows that you know they eventually want to do and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I, either way, 
PlayStation's going to be working real hard to <laughs> make sure that some of the stuff is gets on the ground running. So, you know, I'm I'm glad that you got off Twitter because that means that you didn't have to see the people in 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 the comments of that post being like. Halo on, on PlayStation now. Oh <laughs> <know>? God, really? <laughs> oh jeez. I'm like, I'm like, you poor, poor fools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. It's one of the reasons why I definitely hopped off there for sure. <laughs> the last thing I saw coming off of Twitter this week was uh, the seventy dollar argument. Um, yeah. And uh, and God of War, uh, God of War, you know, hype and Ragnarok pre-orders and stuff like that. That's just about the last thing I saw, so I'm glad I ended off on a high note, apparently. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for Bungie finally being in here. A lot of a lot of the uh, the people at Bungie seem really really stoked for it too. Um, nice. One guy was saying that he's he's really excited to like be like in the ranks of a Naughty Dog. He's he specifically tagged Naughty Dog, um, Insomniac. Media Molecule was was which was interesting because Jade Raymond in in her like original post of like joining PlayStation Studio she also called out Media Molecule as well. Um, Why is that the case? They made one game in like ten years, dude. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I, I just think that they're like a really respected team in the in the in the industry. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So that's just so um, funny. Uh, but also, like Little Big Planet was like a big deal, so maybe that's why. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Little Plan, Little Big Plan was definitely a game changer. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, um, I, I saw there's there's definitely a lot of like people who like actually was like like previous like Sony employees, and then they left and they went to Bungie. So it's it was funny like seeing them tweet out like. Um, like oh hey hey PlayStation again or like something along those lines. <laughs> um, like there's this one dude who was like, uh, oh I'm gonna be a PlayStation employee again. Uh, like question mark and then it was like dot 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 dope. Um, <laughs> and then there was like some um, some women. There's two that I saw that were like, um, I think one she was like, PlayStation One was like what got me into the industry, so it was like really cool like coming full circle like this. Another one was like, oh, I like I as a kid, like I dreamed of like working at PlayStation one day, and like she never thought that this would be like a reality. So yeah, it's it's always interesting like going through like the quote retweets of like the developers themselves and like just seeing their like excitement and reaction at this. Um, so yeah, that was that was wholesome to see for sure. Yeah, man, um, it's um, it's it's really cool to kind of like see again the collaboration is kind of like the most. Um, interesting part about all this is kind of the same thing when people were really excited about Microsoft buying uh, Bethesda and just kind of like that collaboration between all of them to see what they can do. Um, yeah. Of course, we still have yet to see any like fruits of any of these labors, but it's the only time we'll tell, but you can only think of the exciting things really when stuff like this happens. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's definitely going to be because like for for Bungie. I'm I'm just excited to see like what what sort of potential I don't even want to say potential, but what can Sony unlock, you know, from them. Um I, I think the most important thing for, for Bungie is that they are sort of like this independent sort of like subsidiary of um SIE in general. So like I think it is really 
Because uh, we, we talked about this a ton with these sort of like big skill acquisitions that like I don't like this idea of taking away games that have previously been on other always been on on other platforms so my thing with the bungee thing is that like I didn't I don't like the the idea of hey destiny is now ours you're not allowed to play destiny on your even though you've been playing on on Xbox and PC for all this time you're not you're no longer allowed to play it on there you yeah know, I I would hate that so I think it is cool that like going forward, like Bungie is still going to be able to release their games multi-platform. I think that's a really, it's a really big deal and like something that I feel like we don't really see aside from like the Bethesda stuff and what we hope, or not even the Bethesda stuff because a lot of their stuff is going to be exclusive. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's a really like, like unique sort of acquisition in that sense right because when when it all when it happened originally we were all expecting everything to be exclusive and they're like no like our stuff is still we we still have you know we march to the beat of our own drum and we want to release these things multi-platform um so i think that's really cool and then again that doesn't even go to to sort of explain their wider ambitions of being we talked about this with mr bad bit of i think bungie sees their future very much in line of like what riot is doing of this sort of game company who has their tendrils out in like each and every direction right where they have you know their main thing with league of legends but then they can also have something like wild rift on mobile but then they they can also have something like an arcane on netflix and i think mm -hmm. bungie very much wants to be right in that sense where destiny is literally that ip is everywhere it's going to be on mobile it's going to be on the tv screen it's going to be in the movie theaters um it's going to be on your consoles and your pc so for them with having that sort of ambition for them to sort of lock down that ip to just playstation it makes no sense it makes absolutely no sense yeah so, for and sure I, and in the long run that's going to be like PlayStation is gonna benefit from that, like so much, man. Yeah, um, yeah. We said before that Destiny is gonna be their money maker. Yeah, for know? sure. And that opens yeah. it up to more bigger projects like The Last of Us Part Two, and stuff like that, or whatever a team wants to do. So, overall, it's, I agree with you. It's, it's for the best, honestly. Yeah, and I think also like for Destiny players, I think this is gonna result in a in a better Destiny or. Because they're also working on an unannounced project, and whatever that project is, I think it's gonna be even better now. Because there was another Bungie developer who was like, um, I don't, I don't think he he added someone, but he was like, uh, PlayStation, tell me all your audio secrets. <laughs> because now he, you know, now he gets to he gets to ask those questions, or now he gets. Oh yeah. He's in, he's in direct you know, contact with those people now, which is awesome. Yeah, the yeah, um, the Sony's audio teams are are freaking amazing man they they do really yeah. good jobs yeah like this guy was like he's like on the sound team at, at bungie so now he's like that's awesome that now he gets to talk with these like legendary people at the at the playstation audio team yeah um yeah they're, they're so creative too man i don't know if have you seen like the behind the scenes for last of us part last of us one at least how they made the clicker sounds no i haven't oh it's so cool dude the the, the secret to it snapple jaw snapple bottle caps <laughs> that's the secret to the clicker sounds the snap of bottle cracks it's so cool dude <laughs> that's funny yeah man so yeah um, it's cool like i love i love seeing that kind of creativity bleed into the other studio it's gonna be fun um, yeah, yeah for sure for sure um see so yeah, i'm excited to see and, and again to see what kind of 
what can uh, PlayStation unlock um, out of Bungie. I think this is going to be really, really exciting. Um, and now moving on to, to Haven, um, we found out that this team, which I guess makes sense, especially, you know, from where they came from, them being Stadia developers, um, it seems like they're going to be really cloud-focused. Um, so much so that they, like, kind of got Mark Cerny's attention. Like, Mark Cerny was, like, working with them. He, like, he's, like, apparently, like, really interested in what they're working on. Um, so, yeah, I... I, I don't know I about that this has, I think this has the potential of being really, really cool. Again, I have to see what it is, but the way that they're talking about it, it sounds... It, it's, like piquing my interest at the very least but okay i know i know you hear you hear cloud and and you get you get <laughs> you get nervous so what, what's what's your thoughts on 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 haven and what they're talking about so far i mean it's i'm gonna give it the same energy i did with kojima saying he's working on a cloud game for xbox true um cloud games just doesn't really appeal to me i, I mean i can't really even say that because we don't even know what that actually looks like right so yeah it's like it again the idea of it just doesn't sound appealing and then when you man when you look to playstation now and uh streaming games in general right i streamed the first god of war game i told you that i streamed a little bit of infamous it was yeah, it was yeah. not that great man um it's just i don't know i i feel like we have to make some serious strides and if haven's actually doing something mark Stern is like oh wow you guys are doing something interesting and i guess worth you know, taking a look either way because Mark Cerny is he's, he's no slouch, but I mean, we'll see what they got, man. I'm I'm just I'm more interested to see what kind of game they're making rather than like oh it's just a cloud based game. Like, okay, fine, but like what kind of game are you making? Like what what can you what what makes this thing really exciting? So, and but, like I think... garnered the attention of Herman Holst and now Mark Cerny, so we'll see, man. Yeah. So specifically, like, all, so some quick like little bullet points and. Um, and I, I dropped this into our chat before you left, was that they grew from 50 to 106 developers already, which... Oh, right, that, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Which was something I was kind of concerned about, because I remember when the original partnership was announced, that they had something like... It was like some small like number of, of devs, obviously, because they, they just started. But then when they were... Uh, when it was announced a year later that they were acquired, they had only grown to like I don't know like like sixty developers at that time, and like I got really nervous because I was like, okay, in a year they only they were only able to attract this many developers, and like it was still a really small number. So I was kind of nervous, like okay, are they just not being able to hire a lot of people, um, but no, it's it's fine. Like now it feels like they are like a full fledged team now at, at 106 people, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, that's a lot of it's a lot of people, man. <laughs> yeah, and and even like looking at the names that they have there, it's like it's a lot of like really like industry you know veterans um, at that team. Um, you know, we we talked about people like. Uh, Corey May, who was uh, one of the original Assassin's Creed writers, and uh, Raphael Lacoste, who was like the art director on the Assassin's Creed franchise back in the day as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the important games in that in that franchise. That's right. That is. But yeah, so it's cool to see like them, you know, kind of reuniting with with Jade again. Uh, that's really cool. Let me um, let me ask you: Do you think these creative heads 
uh, do you think it's too much for a team? Because the thing is with like having such influence from from these kind of developers that are known, right? They there could be some egos that can go around, and uh, and probably some conflicting like ideas. Do you think that's probably a do you think that's probably a, a problem for the studio or a future problem at least when it comes to developing games? Like, well, I want it this way, but maybe we should do it this way because I learned from this experience a lot better. Like, well, no, I want to do it this way. What do you think well, about it, that? It seems like a. <laughs> I'm not gonna say any names, but it seems like a problem for other, you know, publishers. Ooh. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, did you but, did you uh, did you just slam dunk my layup, sir? <laughs> I guess so, man. <laughs> hey, hey, that was an alley oop, man. Um, but I don't know, man. Like so far at uh, at, at PlayStation, man. Like we haven't. That really hasn't been the case, to be honest. Um, you know, for the most part. Uh, so I'm not nervous. Like there's something. There's something at the in the water over there. Like they they just know <laughs> something in the water fountain. <laughs> yeah, they just know. They just know how to like. It feels like they they strike a balance between like letting these teams do what they want, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say cracking the whip, but <laughs> but like they they know they know how to like reel them in when the time is right. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely a balance there. Um, right, right. <laughs> so, so yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about that. And then at the same time, like these are you know Jade and and these are a lot of people who have worked with her in the past, not just at Ubisoft, but recently at Stadia. So the fact that these are people who like jumped at the opportunity to be able to work with her again, I think says a lot about her as a leader. Um, but also, I think says a lot about like them not having an ego you know the fact that they you know were so like open and, and willing to to join this new startup studio with her um i don't know i think i think that's a really really good sign yeah man um, yeah yeah so and then aside from those uh those other bullet points that i mentioned uh haven is becoming a playstation leader in r d and cloud tech and that they are helping other playstation studios like in that area which is pretty pretty fascinating right like this like the new the new kids on the block are already like showing other playstation studios how like you know cloud tech and r&d is done i think it's pretty interesting oh man um, new era for playstation which which again so like you you mentioned you know ps now being the thing that <laughs> that it was um yeah what's interesting is that like you know say what you want about stadia but like that tech was actually like it it fucking worked, man. Like tech wise, it? It, it, yeah, tech wise, it, it set out to to do what it it was advertised to do at the very least, <laughs> at the very least. Um, <laughs> and you know, and that's that's large in part to like the engineers who 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 were there, and a lot of those engineers are here at at Haven Studios. So it makes sense why like you know you're taking all of that Google talent, which you know Google hires like the best of the best, so like. You're taking that Google talent. You're bringing them here to to PlayStation now, and to me, I I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of like the streaming and the cloud stuff is going to be improved because of this, um, because of having Haven done. That's my hope, man. Um, I'm hoping for that too, man. Yeah, that's my hope. Because uh, um, I know I know those engineers that work on backwards compatibility don't even want to touch the PS3. 
<laughs> so if they can make the streaming PS3 better than it is now, then yeah, sure. But yeah, we'll yeah, see how it goes. Mars already got along his plate right now, apparently. Yeah, so. he does. He does. I guarantee that we're already working on PS6 right now. So yeah, probably. Um, and the last last little bit of of uh, information is that uh, Haven is a hybrid remote and in studio workplace, which is pretty fucking cool to see a lot of like i think insomniac and sucker punch is moving in this direction as well as far as um, remote work yeah 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 um, yeah actually i remember retreating that they're hiring for a lot of senior positions and that could be a it's a bit of a red flag but the fact that everything was remote i think it's a good thing yeah for sure um so yeah that was really cool to see um just in general it's cool to see the industry moving in that direction that you don't have to move to California or Canada to be able to work in these places, and it's becoming a lot more flexible. Um, yeah, you know, you you want to talk about inclusion? I think that is a, a really good way to open your doors to more people. You know, um, in yeah. that sense. Um, so yeah, that's that's yeah, one man. of the things where um, when I was talking about you know studying more about three D animation. And possibly, you know, having maybe complete into video games of being like a video game animator. Um, the fact that the the industry is becoming more remote is again, it's it's more appealing to me too because that means I I don't if I were to get a job like that, I wouldn't have to move to California to do it. Yeah, which is sure. always appealing. So yeah, definitely, especially with that that traffic over there. Hell yeah! I no, I, I I hate New York traffic. You think I'm a love LA traffic? I don't know. Yeah, man. So, so that is uh, Bungie and uh, Haven. The the backdoor shady deals are now complete. Uh, the, <laughs> they... the ink has dried. <laughs> the business is done. Uh, the, the under the table dealings greased. are all set. Yeah, the palms have been greased. Um, <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh, that's that. And then um. I'm curious what you think about that, and obviously, like, we're no, like, lawyers or whatever, but, like, does it make you wonder if, now that Bungie, both Bungie and Haven is out of the way, so, like, they're, they're long-standing acquisitions that were pending, do you think this now opens the door for them to, like, go out shopping again? Because I, I do wonder if it's, like, you know, because it's been six months since we, or not six months, I, I forget when Haven was acquired, but, like, you know, it, it, I wonder if it is a little like, like a like you can't go out there acquiring anyone big because like, hey, like Bungie is still being investigated, right? Or Bungie is still being pending. So like, it's it's probably the same thing with the Activision Blizzard stuff. Why like Microsoft needs to chill right now because Activision is being investigated, so they can't go out and be acquiring studio a b and c while activision still being investigated and and by the ftc and whatnot so doesn't mean they still can't I, have those talks though sure sure so yeah do you think do you think that this means that uh you know they'll probably resume their shopping again now that this is done oh 100 well, percent. yeah yeah i guarantee they're already in talks for a couple other studios for sure yeah i mean one of them i would just one of them i had to think would be square enix um, just to really lock, so. yeah, just to really lock down, kind of the relationship. It seems like it's been going towards that way for a little bit with all the exclusives that they've been getting. Um, there's a couple of exclusives from Square Enix that are coming out this year that are not PlayStation exclusive, but um, 
but some are. Fakir Elysium, Five A Sixteen, Five A Fourteen, and Walker was obviously an exclusive PlayStation. Um, at least you know console exclusive, but yeah, I can definitely see Square Enix kind of I think they continue this relationship and have the console exclusive parts and keep going like that, or they actually get uh, be a part of PlayStation and with that if that's the case, I see them either kind of operating by the same same beat of the drum that's going on right now, or uh, yeah, like Bungie. Yeah, yeah, we're like to have certain games that are just releasing on Switch, like Harvestella. It's a, I think it's a Switch only game. I think it is. I think Switch and PC. But uh, yeah, I see that kind of same thing happening here if, they, if that were to be the case. But yeah, I think they have what ten billion to play around with. Yeah, I think. Um, to to that point, like I, I think that's an excellent point. That like yeah, if if they do acquire Square Enix, I think. They need to let them rock, just like like Bungie. Like I think, to, in order to get the most out of that deal, you need to have or let Final Fantasy XIV stay on on PC. You need to let things like Triangle Strategy or whatever their Switch RPGs are still continue to release on Switch. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I think you still need to let them operate as a as a publisher in that a multi platform publisher, for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's what what I'm thinking, but. Like we'll find out because I know uh, Rebirth is also a PS5 exclusive, and that's just gonna—that's a deal that's gonna stay until that whole trilogy is done, for sure. Because yeah. the developers already said before, like, "Hey, we want to—we want to stick with one console to actually get this thing out." <laughs> so, yeah. and they're doing it. So okay, for sure. Um, okay, so yeah, that is uh, Bungie and Haven now officially yeah. part of PlayStation Studios. Welcome to the Philly um, Media. Yeah, man. Um, if you so really quick, if you were to make a guess right now today, uh, let's say uh, July sixteenth, twenty twenty-two, who would you say is the next acquisition? Oh man, um, Rockstar. <laughs> 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 Not in a billion years. Hell no. Come on, man. <laughs> um, you know, Annapurna. Oof. Isn't that a little tricky, though? Because, like, aren't they, like, a movie uh, company or whatever? So is Sony. Yeah. I have to me, it's, it has to be, like, a smaller... It, to me, like, a smaller publisher or indie, indie publisher... Um, and I'll be either Devolver, uh, Devolver Digital, or Annapurna. Devolver has apparently been struggling, man. As of as of. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I forget. I forget what exactly, but yeah, like I saw a tweet a while back that like, yeah, financially, like they're not doing too hot. Um, Interesting. So yeah, I, mean, I mean, I mean, they they operate kind of. They really do operate by their own you know, beat of their drum, especially because of PC yeah. releases and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't know, I can see them I can see them join joining the studios, the PlayStation Studios, but if not them then um I really wonder what uh who are the developers of Hey Super Giant games? Right? Yeah. I wonder what they're up to. Oh, I, I don't know if you saw that uh Supermassive just got acquired. Yeah they did. Uh I've 
by what, like a Polish publisher or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 to continue their narrative, which is great because uh, it's a great studio. They make great games, so I'm are happy you, that we have developers making games like this. So. Are you upset that PlayStation did snag them? No, <laughs> no. Because um, <laughs> 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 they, they looked at Quantic Dream and was like, we don't want to do that again. No. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because those, those, those games probably take a massive amount of budget to make with the motion capture and everything and yeah I, I think Quantic Dream is enough for them yeah um so I'm going I, there, so I had this thought about, about CD Projekt Red that oh. you, you obviously you remember the, the whole thing with um, Activision Blizzard Phil Spencer was like we're, we're reevaluating our, our relationship with, with them or whatever and then like three months later they get acquired um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. My, so my line of thinking is that C Project Red has a similar vibe to that Phil Spencer thing with with Sony because you know the whole thing of Sony taking Cyberpunk off of their PlayStation Store. <laughs> so like that was dramatic as hell, dude. Yeah, that was to, dramatic. So, so to me, it just it wouldn't come as as a surprise specifically because of that reason. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, it just it just kind of has a similar vibe to that, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up acquiring them for whatever <laughs> just, reason. That'd be so funny. <laughs> it would be. It's like they gave them a timeout, and yeah. they eventually came back when they when they fixed their attitude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's so funny. That'd be that'd be a great pickup. Though I will say that. Um, I mean, it would it would fill the sort of uh, RPG hole that is going to be coming for PlayStation in the near future. I mean, yeah, Xbox acquired literally all of these RPG studios from Obsidian to Bethesda to In Exile. Uh, you know, their playgrounds are making Fable. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, True. Wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised. True. Um, yeah, they they, they so definitely you, need a good R- hardcore RPG studio that's not a jrpg yeah for sure i think yeah they, they definitely need to fill that gap um i don't know yeah um yeah what are the good western studio on cg project red is good for rpgs i mean my my dream would be larian studios uh, the ones who make divinity original sin yeah and, yeah, and yeah Baldur's gate i would i would love that um okay but, they, but at the same time, that feels like such a weird, like, you know, because that's a that's a like oh, like a, t- a tabletop RPG. That uh, isn't that such a weird fit for PlayStation Studios, right? <laughs> like, I feel like that doesn't exactly fit into like the games that they make. But who knows, you know? Yeah, I think it's mostly going to be based on if they have interesting stories to tell. If there's overall a story and a narrative to go with their games not just pure gameplay yeah to to that point like while gameplay wise they may not fit they absolutely do fit like in a narrative sense like no one like i'm not gonna say no one does story better than them but they are really really good storytelling uh studio uh, yeah yeah you can't you can't um can't disregard that so either way it's it's another gap to fill for them so We'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. Walt says striking distance studios. Walt, who what do they make? 
Callisto, but I'm pretty sure they're owned by Tencent. Callisto? Like Callisto Protocol? Yeah, yeah. Is that the only game they made? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. You know what? That's I'll go with that too. Cause that game looks my, already like phenomenal. I think they're owned by Tencent. Interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know what are you talking about? You know what's actually now we're talking about studio acquisitions here. A big main play that we haven't really talked about that's uh, um, that could be really good for them is a Chinese studio. I feel like that'd be weird, man. Would would, would the Chinese government even like let that happen? I wonder. Oh man, well, I don't know. <laughs> that's up to Jim right. Ryan and, and all of them how they feel about all that stuff. But the thing is, it's you can't disregard that they've been they've been trying to put China under and upon their hand, and so far it's kind of working. Yeah, for sure. Because they've been they've been mass opening that in that region, and that 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 entire country just only getting more and more involved in games, and a lot of their stuff are just. <laughs> looking phenomenal every time you see it even if it's not for you you're just like yeah that, that game looks awesome you know yeah black myth wukong uh and a, i think nautica blood point i think it was like the the recent free-to-play action rpg that's that just released i think that's based on chinese developer as well so um i would be surprised if yeah they make like a chinese acquisition studio or whatever the case may be uh what did walt say he said yeah glenn schofield founded it yeah okay yeah, so, yeah, there you go. All right. Um, so let's let's talk about uh, Bayonetta really quickly before we get into the PS Plus. Uh, so Bayonetta got a release date for October. Let me see. I think October third. No, I think it was like twenty twenty eighth or twenty second or something like that. Um. Let's see. Okay, so October 28th, yeah, 28th of this year. Um, so that's great because that that's a game that people have been really looking forward to for a really long time. It, it I don't know. I, I thought I thought hell would would freeze over before we got this game, man. It's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty it's pretty wild. <laughs> it's it's actually coming out soon, man. Um, are you a Bayonetta fan? Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I know so, so, I, just, I know I kind of said that like an excited 12-year-old, but yeah. <laughs> I love no, Bayonetta, no, too. No, why, why is that? Is it just because she's in a tight latex suit, or <laughs> yeah. what's going on? Here? It's not because the game actually has like a parental safety mode or anything like that. <laughs> we, should, we, should, we should talk about that, though. So, so <laughs> I find it interesting that like, you know, Sony, they, they had the whole thing about... Didn't they censor like lady's butt in dmc5 or something like that yeah yeah they so just that, it's a white flash like covering her butt and like one which, scene in the game really which is ridiculous but so there's that and then of course the martha is dead thing which even i'll admit is pretty goddamn gnarly um yeah that martha's dead was like i can i can see why someone look at that and be like absolutely not yeah um so yeah there's like there's those two things um you know they they have a history of censoring uh some things here and there uh but my thing is with the bayonetta thing so they give you an option 
if if you're if you're scared of Bayonetta's titties or whatever, they're like <laughs> they're like hey, they're like scared hey, those seven twenty p nipples. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to get the old to to look at them better, man. Um, but they're like yeah, if you're scared of them, you can hey, you can turn it, you can turn it off, uh, or you can censor it or whatever. Yeah. My thing is that with with PlayStation, like, give us the option, man. Don't make the don't make the decision for me. It sounds it sounds eerily like like something else that's going on in in the world today, huh? Um, yeah. Where people are making decisions for you. Yep. Um So yeah, give me give me the option, man. And there and you won't see anyone complain about that again. Simple as that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there there was that whole thing. But overall, how how are you? You know, they they released a new trailer for Bayonetta three. How how are you feeling about it? How does it look to you? Yeah, I mean, the trailer itself wasn't um, super, like, amazing. It didn't exactly blow my socks off. But the thing is, I love the Bayonetta series, specifically Bayonetta 2. Like, it, we're, in terms of action games, it was my favorites of all time. Bayonetta, uh, <laughs> Bayonetta 2 stands right next to God of War 3 for me. And it's spe- specifically because of uh, the weapon changes and how, like, uh, how fluid it is just to go between different weapons you have as... Bayonetta, um, especially you could attach different ones to her her boots and as well as like her arms and stuff like that. And it was just super fun. And they absolutely just went balls to the wall with like what you can do in the game, the cinematic boss fights and and just the epic uh, scenes throughout the entire thing. It's so much fun. So I'm expecting the same thing with Bayonetta three, but with more um, kaiju battles from what we've seen. Because in the trailer itself, looked like you're just having more like giants fight each other and Bayonetta just controlling it from uh, button prompts or whatever the case may be. But knowing Platinum Games, they're going to go all the way with it. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I guess in the trailer itself, you actually had see a new playable character. It's like a new witch in training, which is pretty cool. So not that I think Bayonetta is going to die or anything like that, but I think they're going to focus a lot on passing down that legacy of witch powers and umber powers and stuff like that. So I think that's really dope. Um but yeah, it's definitely a full-on, full-ass anime action game. Um, that's yeah, that's definitely full-ass, man. Yeah, exactly. It's full of ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely that. But uh, yeah, either way, it's gonna be a ton of fun. Uh, Watts says similar to DMC Five, and get more characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the thing is, uh, Bandit would be more fun. Have more interesting levels. That's for sure. <laughs> definitely, definitely will. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. That was my biggest. That was my biggest problem with that game. That yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, dude. I went through DMC five. I'm like, this. The gameplay is phenomenal, but the levels are boring. Suck. Yeah, they're boring, <laughs> dude. Fucking stuck, man. And that's what made uh, Bayonetta two a lot more fun to me than DMC games. Really, is it's the level design. It was the color, like the pop, and um, it, you know, it's a crime in the gaming industry that ba- that Dante and Bayonetta, Bayonetta have never met in a game. Um, yeah, because like those two would definitely hit it off. Like I love a collaboration game, but it's no, it's not to any surprise that Bayonetta's level designs are much much better than DMC games in my opinion. But but yeah, either way, I'm looking forward to it. I um, I really yeah. hope that this game hits for for platinum because it feels like they've had some some misses <laughs> recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I don't know. Like I know Astral Train was was pretty cool but like i don't know it feels like ever since near automata in 2017 they've been kind of like relatively like 
you know, like middle of the road <laughs> to, <laughs> to uh, you know, to... I mean, they released Babylon's Fall this year. It's like, this is nice. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I, I'm being nice by saying middle of the road, but uh, I, I, could say, I could definitely say some other things about them, but... Yeah, I don't know. It, I I hope that this is kind of like a return to form for them because it definitely feels like it's been a while. Yeah, Bayonetta was always one of those IPs that like, no matter what, it, like they were giving all their attention to. Where other games just didn't really seem like that. Um, and the thing is, like the, the developers at Platinum Games are talented, man. They really are. It's just um, yeah. it just seems like they have, from what honestly, what they have the past ten years, they have too much hands in the pot. But when it came to Bayonetta, it seemed like that wasn't the case at all. So, regardless, even the trailer looks like okay. Um, I think overall the game itself is just going to be a lot of fun. I'm glad it's actually coming out this year, first of all. <laughs> like, so, thank you Nintendo and, and PlayStation for releasing amazing games this year. <laughs> That's what BG always says, man. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> yeah. He's always he's always like uh, thank you, yeah, thank he's such you a troll. Nintendo PlayStation for actually releasing games this year. He's such a troll. I I mean that so genuinely too though, because like they're just keeping me busy this year, uh, especially Square Enix, man. Um, no. But yeah, so uh, really excited for Bayonetta three. I'm interested to see what kind of gameplay, um, gameplay like changes they're gonna be doing, especially when it comes to the weapons. Uh, this again, that was the biggest highlight for me with Bayonetta 2, which is the weapon changes and the combos you're able to do, and it was just so intricate and a lot of fun just to pull off. It felt like the creativity was just inescapable whenever you just start pressing the buttons there. Um, everything just flows so well, so I'm really interested to see what they kind of do with that for this one, how the new character's going to play as, um, and obviously those big, like, climatic kaiju fights I talked about before and what they're going to do with that, uh... And it seems like they're messing around with a couple of other like cool surprises, like in the trailers. Like a, it seems like another Bayonetta, like in a, a different donning, like a whole different outfit. Um, and yeah, a couple other characters coming back. So let's see. I'm glad they're keeping the cheeky tone of it. Um, and they finally got a mode for all those people that cry about titties in their video games. So. <laughs> <laughs> regardless, Bayonetta never shows titties. But, but regardless, yeah, some people are just really people. The people are really scared of the side boob, man. It's kind of it's kind of wild out here. Yeah, we know we know Walt is is one of them people too. I um, <laughs> scared the side yeah. boob, one hundred percent. Speaking yeah, of Walt, what was he saying? Uh, he said he never played Bayonetta three, so it's gonna be so he's gonna play both of them. Good as he should. Uh, let's see. So Platinum you know, Games are most that... talented. They made one of the worst games this year, and it takes talent in and out of itself. Yeah, man. Wall has a lot to say. If you want, to, if you want to jump in the podcast, might as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like you're doing anything, or you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he texted me. He's actually doing something. <laughs> you know, you know that, you know that uh, Simpsons meme of that guy who's like crying in the corner while like these two, like, these two like hookers are like trying to dance on him. That's, are, that's Walt. <laughs> are you saying we're the hookers and we're just dancing in front of Walt as he cries? Is that what you're trying to say? No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying that <laughs> him being scared of the side boob. <laughs> Yes, that's, yes, that's literally him. Well, it's definitely um, scared of side boots for sure. Yeah, he, but he faces fears oh, at Anime things. Expo though. So, oh right, but who's to say that he wasn't crying in the corner over there? <laughs> 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 
crying in the um, line to get Jessica Negri's uh, <laughs> autograph. He's like, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like sniffling and, and, and coughing and shit. <laughs> Box of tissues uh, in his hand. With a, yeah, um, and also like a glizzy in his back pocket. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's Bayonetta three, man. Uh, Nintendo's, Nintendo's having a great holiday, or they will have a great holiday. Because uh, Pokemon's coming out on the same time as well. I think Live Alive is is oh, yeah. coming out soon as well, right? July twenty second, yeah, yeah, yeah. So which they got a demo while I gotta start playing that so I can get ready for the game. But yeah, so they're finishing the year off strong. <laughs> well, he said he was literally throwing up and shitting himself. Told you, hey man. Well, congratulations. <laughs> You played yourself. <laughs> From all those glizzies you were eating, man. Calm down with the glizzies. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> they, don't, they don't call him the glizzy king for nothing. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, man. But yeah, man. So, so that's, uh, that's uh, Bayonetta. Last thing that we could close out with is uh, PS Plus. Um, yeah, man. I will run through some of the games that are dropping. Um, I have them here. Uh, so obviously, like the big ones are Stray, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Intergrade, a bunch of Assassin's Creed games, and two Saints Row titles, um, among a ton of other things. But uh, how are you? How are you feeling about this job? I know the uh, classics specifically was a big disappointment for a lot of people. One hundred percent. Yeah. Did you actually see the Italian? Uh... The Italian yeah. was, yeah, they actually listed Dino Crisis in like three or two other games besides like the two that we have for North America. Yeah. I was, I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I, I, we'll get through the positives first. Cause yeah, the biggest one is there is Stray, right? That the day one PS Plus premium and then uh, Final Seven Remake Integrate, which so you got no excuse now, man. I want to own it physically, man. <laughs> I know you said this before. I don't know why I keep forgetting it. <laughs> I keep forgetting it. <laughs> but it's because I want you to play this damn game. <laughs> but I think those are big gets, though, right, man? Like, Integrate is yeah. just its a full package now. Um, I remember before, there's a controversy before where you couldn't upgrade uh, to the PS5 version of Final Seven Remake if you redeemed the PS Plus version of Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS4. So, yeah. looks like they're rectifying that. I don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of worry about that. What do you think about the Assassin's Creed games coming in, man? I think Black Flag was the headliner? Yeah, but then Unity was on there. Uh, I, let me see if I can Saints Row 2, I think. God of Hell and uh, something okay. else. So... So Assassin's Creed Unity, uh, Black Flag, as you said, uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue, uh, the Ezio Collection, Freedom Cry. Okay. Uh, so it's like they have the Ezio Collection on there, which is cool. Um, not updated. But it's not, but okay. <laughs> but it's not. It's not like any of the the current ones for Assassin's Creed games. Um, Valhalla is already on there, but. Oh, right, right, right. Not sure. Origins. Is Origins on there? But it's part of Ubisoft know. Plus, so it has to be on there too, right? Yeah, so, you know what, like, it's it's fine. 
I, this this is it. It's not like one of those drops that's going to like make me be like, oh, okay, now I have to uh, subscribe. You know what I mean? Especially because I've already played those games. So like, right. I'm good. But I guess I, Ubisoft Plus is like, it, it's it's good that it's a part of you know this this thing in general. So because it, again, it adds value. Um, it's it's what I wanted. You know, that's why I was hoping things like Crunchyroll and Funimation would be in here because like it's just like adding you know icing to the cake. Um, so yeah, it's a good thing that Ubisoft Plus is on there. The problem is is that uh, Ubisoft don't release good games. So <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, that would change if they dropped some like Splinter Cell stuff on there though, but. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, but straight though, that's a big one. Is are you gonna subscribe because of that, or are you just gonna outright buy it? I'm just gonna outright buy it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, <laughs> I just think back to last week. We were like, "Yeah, you like cats? Like, yeah, they're cute as hell, man." <laughs> yeah, man. Have you been seeing the the marketing rollout for this for this game? It's fucking awesome, man. It's Vaguely, I, I just know, um, I think one of the things before I, I stopped going on Twitter was, uh, the God of War, like, meme with, with Stray. So, Something there like was that. one, like, literally, like, a five-second clip, uh, I forget the caption, but it was literally just, like, the cat just, like, knocking shit over. And then it just, like, ended with, like, a big title screen that said Stray, PS5, PS4. Like, it was, like, five seconds, and it got, like, 21,000 likes or something like that. Like, it went viral. Um, so, so it's working, stupid. man. It's, it's, wor- it's, it's That's working. That's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but I respect it, though, because, honestly, one of the best things about, what, like, TikTok and, any like, these short videos is the cats doing, like, random shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it seems like it was that this game is. <laughs> so are you gonna stream it still? I'll be happy I'll be, I'll be watching. I'll watch it. Nah. I'm gonna be <laughs> streaming God of War Ragnarok though on, on the channel though. So There you go. Definitely, yeah, definitely. There you go. Well I have PS plus premium, so maybe I'll stream stray. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I have no interest in it, but see what it's all about. Oh really? Damn. I mean it's it's cute, but like I'm not like super crazy about it. I'll be I'll be more oh. in it for the memes and like the the intricate story of this cat venturing the world. Yeah, you know. But. Um, it is it is really interesting that like I don't know I feel like and you know tell tell me if you agree with this but I feel like Sony's like really good about picking their indie partnerships. One hundred percent. Yeah. Just thinking about like Kana and and Sifu more recently, but now like Stray like these games like. They feel bigger than like the average, you know, like indie partnership or, or or whatever. I don't know. Like it just feels like they're really really smart about the ones that they pick. Like and f- like the ones that they do pick, it just always feels like a big deal. Like they they rival. Maybe this, this is definitely hyperbole, but it feels like they do kind of like they're not as important as like the big first party studios, but like people are like just as interested. It sometimes feels like. Yeah, no, that's that's. It honestly, it's been like that all year. I felt like Sifu was like the best example of that. Um, yeah, that game was just incredible, man. Uh, you haven't played it still, right? Right, right. That well, yeah, that one is definitely has to be on your must play list before the end of the year. It's so good. And then you guys mentioned Kina before. Um, and again, we got like some other indie rollouts throughout the rest of the year too, with, like Inscription and everything, and now Stray. 
yeah, if, I agree. I think like their indie rollout for this year has been really, really good. Um, and there's a couple of indies that kind of flew under the radar that they missed Solar that were like, Ash yeah, last year was, was yeah. great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to more of the stuff that they have pumping out. And <clears throat> again, a lot of indies that are coming out in, like in the next couple of months are going to be really cool. Um, Cult of the Lamb is another one I've been championing. Like I said before, Inscription, which you got, we talked about at the end of the year last year, that we kind of all agree that we all wanted to play it. Um, finally getting a PlayStation 5 release. So, so yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to see if uh, River City Girls 2 is going to be in that lineup, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to that game a lot. Yeah. Or even uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song. That's a big one. So. The first one is on PlayStation, right? Yeah, yeah. First one is on... I think it's on the service, too, actually. Oh, so um, we'll see if they scoop that one up, but yeah. Yeah, so uh I mean so obviously the, the PS Classics was uh disappointing for you as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I so like I, I I I go on on uh reset era a lot and there was there are some people who were like, Oh the service is, is like uh, it's gonna be like if, if this is the rollout. Like I, I don't, I don't believe in it now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm done with the service. Um, and like I just, I, I know this is, this is sounding like damage control, but like I just feel like Rome wasn't built in the day. And like yeah, like I, I would love it if their content rollout for this was a little bit more substantial than there's two entries. Like that sucks for sure. But like I don't know. I just kind of feel like we have to give it some time if that makes sense like i don't know like it, it i don't know does that make does that make sense i uh, yes um i still don't want to give them that extra room to breathe to be honest <laughs> uh, now, yeah, i'm gonna say i'm i'm gonna say then like i feel like people shouldn't have subscribed so early yeah you know they should yeah. they probably should have waited until this thing filled out a little bit more some PS classics actually started appearing on there. Um, yeah, that's fair. So, so, but uh, but that's the classic thing about being like early adopters. You know, y'all y'all are, are the sacrificial <laughs> lambs. Y'all y'all are the guinea pigs, man. Y'all 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 are the ones that let me know I shouldn't be subscribing right now. So, so. <laughs> uh, okay, jerk. <laughs> so I appreciate your service. <laughs> What what it was? He said. Wall said, looking forward to playing Last of Us on PS3. I only saw videos of it, man. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> was, that, was that response like what ten minutes ago? Yeah, I think so. I think he's probably listening <laughs> back. Um, he said, drip feeding like Nintendo in their subscriptions. Uh, that's what I don't like, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, I understand the perspective of giving them time to really like figure out a good flow and how this works and stuff like that but like i'm not giving them any excuses when it comes to their classic stuff because literally the bed is made they have all the toys there so why can't they just start actually have a good consistent rollout when it comes to just their um the platform releases so like my idea at least instead of having just two right just two and a month uh, for ps for psp games that one of them we have like never i never even heard about and the other one's about local roco paradise something like that <laughs> like 
<laughs> like, so who's gonna be? Uh, I'm sorry, who's gonna be playing that? Like, come on now, like that's not gonna get. That's not gonna get my. That's not gonna get my. My Jimmy's dancing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like that's man. not gonna. That's not gonna get me excited. Um, but what would, what would get me excited is if, and I mentioned before too, um, if we were to do like a one or two games per platform every month. Um, and that's that's not really kind of the PS3 stuff because that's really streaming. Like one from PSB, one from PS2, one from PS1, uh, or at least one to two, or at least in the case may be. Like, like I, I think that kind of rollout will be a lot more exciting because it gives people a lot more options other than just just two PSP games that no one's really <laughs> heard of. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just to me that'll just like that sound. That's you're not even playing it safe. You're just playing it lazy. It seems like, and it just feels like you're just. <laughs> kind of just like likes things to, yeah like you just don't care exactly you just feel like you just don't care um and on top of that dude like i don't think it's i don't think it's too much to ask when you're paying extra money for this for this tier like people literally yeah. pay like what 20 dollars extra in their tier just for two psp games yeah like yeah, I, I, I don't know i don't know if you've seen the actual gameplay for the first one, I forgot what it was called, but it's like literally you're guiding this non-controlled NPC through a puzzle <laughs> with with a grinding axe. You know, like, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, yeah. So like I, if, if they're like amazing PSP games, I wouldn't be complaining. But like the fact that it's like really small stuff. Like that that rollout is super disappointing for people that are paying extra money. Like you gotta make it worth the the money if you're gonna charge people extra like that. Um, so that's why I said like at least one to two per per console. And the thing is too, why are they holding out for the slide trilogy on PS3, the Ratchet trilogy on PS3, <laughs> Infamous One? Like you see what I mean? Like the, the the toys are there, they they're ready to be taken and played with, but they're not doing it. So, yeah. so that's that's where the frustration is coming in. But, but yeah, that's that's overall like kind of like where my disappointment was from that. And uh, you're right, I am the guinea pig. I am the adopter. You don't have to get this. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't have to get these games. You don't have to be a sucker like me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, specifically, I, I the only reason why I actually got to the I, I upgrade to the premium tier was because there are games. There's enough games on there to justify my purchase um, after upgrading. Cause each yeah, that's all that matters, man. Yeah, yeah. Cause each each game, each upgrading or each like classic game, it's like around like six to ten dollars. So after adding up everything, I was like, okay, well that's more than my upgrade price. So it's worth just getting the year of premium. Um, and I ended up playing those games anyway. So still trying out a couple of them. So yeah, I mean it's really all based on you know what you're looking for in that value. But as of right now, for that highest tier, it's you're not getting your Dino Crisis right now. We know that was kind of shadow dropped in the PlayStation Italy, but disappeared. You have to assume that that's coming soon, right? You would, you would assume so. I mean, the fact that Resident Evil Director's Cut is on there, and that's such cool. a, yeah, that's such a, like, that's such an oddball, right? Like you don't expect that. Yeah, not at all. It like for some reason it. Resident Evil Director's Cup, but then we can't get Dino Crisis. So, like... <laughs> so, it's little stuff like that, man. Um, you know, I can forgive not putting on Crisis Core because you're getting the remake and all that stuff. 
but uh, regardless, yeah, it's. I, th- I think they made. You need to make it more worth it. And right now, it's it's definitely dry. Yeah. So. That's right. Yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope that uh that next time, because even like this this last drop, it was mainly Ubisoft stuff. So let's hope that there's like a little bit more like that they prioritize more of the of the classics versus the the other stuff. But I, but I wonder if like their stats so far are saying that there's more people subscribing to what is it, the the extra tier that gets you the PS4 and PS5 games, right? I think it's premium. Okay. Is, is it the last one premium and then the first i don't know they should have just honestly named it platinum gold silver for sure for sure <laughs> um, but yeah basically the one that they give you all the ps4 and ps5 games that seem that's honestly the best value right so i wonder what is like the the method to madness there like are they seeing some stance some stats that people are more subscribing to that tier versus the one that gets you the classics. So, so they're just like naturally want to prioritize those people by, uh, you know, adding more PS4 and PS5 games there uh, as opposed to classics. Or is it just harder to get the classics on there? I'm guessing that's probably why. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because like you said, like they they do have like, there's a bunch of games on, on PS now that just aren't on this service as it is today so like i don't know it's weird that that's an issue as well i, I don't know man there there has to be some weird thing that i don't know it's preventing them from doing things that just like on paper seems like a no-brainer but yeah yeah i, I mean we're, we're talking about games at least specifically we're talking about games that they have we're not, we're not yeah. even touching like Dino Crisis or like any other third-party games that they will have a, some trouble getting through to do that rewind feature to be you know upscaled or whatever the case may be to get that thing running on PS5, right? But we're talking about games specifically like that they have that they that they own, you know, Lamer Jammy, Harappa the Rapper, <laughs> like like yeah. they know that they know that other PS2 games exist other than Jack and Daxter, right? <laughs> just saying uh, <laughs> like, yeah, man. especially when it comes I, I to uh sly cooper man like they're doing our boy dirty you can't even find him on on the ps store tragedy man tragedy you, you know what version of sly cooper you can't find on ps store though oh no little little big planet oh okay i thought you were gonna say thieves in time and i was about to be like <laughs> oh, man. no i don't think you can even find out why i didn't see it jesus so, yeah. so yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a there's a big discrepancy here, especially for their service. And uh, I'm not a happy boy. I'll just say that. Yeah, man. I don't like that. Yeah, um, me either. Me either. By the way, I think the um, service itself is really good. But yeah, that that extra that that last tier needs a needs a lot of work. Yeah. So, sure. Sis, please work on it. I'm curious to see how it's gonna look like in a, in a year from now. If we're if we're still gonna have these complaints, or if it's a little bit more fleshed out, we shall see. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess that's pretty much it for the podcast, man. Uh, we got through our topics, um, so let's uh, get started on some of these outros. Um, Macho, you have anything going on this week? Yeah, we definitely have that DNF duel going down today. Um, I'm a little nervous. Um, specifically because one of the guys in the chat was like, hey, can we do infinites? I'm just like, oh, God. 
<laughs> Anytime someone asks if they're they can do infinites in the tournament, uh, and it was banned, so like that's a no. But the fact that someone could pull off an infinite is uh, kind of has me quivering my boots. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, but yeah, man, we'll see how it goes. I'm looking forward to either way. It's gonna be a lot of fun for people that want to watch. It's gonna be on Jay Barry's channel, which is J A Y B A R I. It's gonna be on his YouTube channel. Um. Uh. Well, you know, you're not even in the podcast right now, so you can just stay in your little corner right now. Uh, I'm gonna ignore your comment. He. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah i'm looking forward to that it's gonna be a ton of fun um and hopefully i hopefully i win i get that prize money baby uh and then follow me to 14 i'm getting more into that uh especially with all of the hildebrand quests and just trying to get that into the normal flow of my schedule and I'm looking forward to live alive um zealand by three in another week dude it's we're starting to get more headways into into the gaming season so i'm really excited and uh, and obviously learn more about you know 3D animation and you know actually get serious about that. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a packed week um, filled with lots to do for myself. So I'm looking forward to it. Which um, by the way, so before we actually close out, are you a Lord of the Rings fan? Uh, I wouldn't call myself like a hardcore fan, but like yeah, I saw I saw the original trilogy. Okay, did you are you planning on watching the Rings of Power? Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it because Amazon shows are pretty good. Yeah, the, the the latest trailer. They got they got they got the fanboy in me going, dog. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm, I'm so like, excited for Rings of Power again. Another show, something else that comes out on my wedding day. It's just a tragedy, but I have to wait <laughs> to watch it. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, that's, that's good. That's another that's another incentive for you to to finally sub to Amazon Prime, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, um, my my fiance already has a Prime membership because she's a student. Gotcha, gotcha. So I've been kind of just been mooching off of her stuff. Um, yeah. but yeah, but overall, overall, Rings of Power looks in, looks incredible, and I can't wait to actually uh, see that. It's gonna be so good. But yeah, man, that's just about it. I'm just gonna be uh be chilling this week and getting a lot done personally. So, lots of gaming to do. Oh yes, sir. Yeah, um, me as well, man. I will continue to chip away at Elden Ring. Uh, we'll see how far I get. Um, I finished uh, the Academy, which was really cool. I really, really love that area. Um, and I've kind of just been exploring Kaled a little bit. Uh, I hate it. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, Kayla is uh that definitely throw you for a loop. Did you get did you get accidentally transported to there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. early in the game. Through a chest, I, right? Yeah, that happens quite yeah. a bit. Yep. Yeah. But like, at the same time you can run away from the chest before they take you, so like it's not the biggest deal in the world. Oh really? I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> like the moment the moment I don't see like a like a shiny item. Well, like I start to see that fog coming up, I just I just sprint out. Um, yeah, yeah. Walt says yeah. the damn dino dogs and birds. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the dino dogs are pretty pretty gnarly. Why 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 are the dog every fucking from software game the dogs are the most <laughs> deadly enemy, man? Why, man? Because because it keeps the same animation. That's why. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exactly why uh yeah well so you never seen lord of the rings movie dude yeah get on that those are those are incredible i didn't movies. i didn't see any of them until uh 2019 uh 
my my flight from uh back from london to miami was like eight hours so i was like you know what let me just let me just knock these out like they were all they were all on uh <laughs> like the little so i probably didn't watch them in the best way because they were all on like the little airplane like tv shit uh yeah um yeah but i mean still like i really enjoyed it was awesome man just like chilling for eight hours just like going back to back to back it was it was really great yeah it's an experience you gotta watch the extended editions though those are they fill in so much um not gaps in storytelling but they provide they provide so much more context to boromir and faramir and um just the, the the journey between frodo and sam too like it's those extended editions are just incredible it's a whole day's worth of doing but it's worth it nice you get so immersed into it it's really great um, um but, but yeah. yeah that that's that's pretty much it for for me uh more young justice obviously as well um yeah hey, i gotta start watching of, that too man yeah it's great man it's fucking awesome um but yeah man that's gonna do it for us uh i want to remind everyone to uh like the podcast share it out um i want to ask you one thing though that how is the maleficent seven um, i know you started reading that last week but i wanted to get your update because i saw it on the Kindle store, and I was I was very intrigued. It's it's okay. the mm. The thing is that like I was reading reviews, and like that's obviously like what, what at the end of the day convinced me to buy it. But like the reviews were saying.